0: of cars in the UK. More than one million cars have been manufactured so far this year. Jonty Bloom reports.
1: More than 140,000 cars were manufactured in the UK last month, an increase of almost 10% on September last year. The sharp rise in car production has been helped by both strong domestic demand and by an increase in exports. It means that well over a million cars have been produced in the UK so far this year. That's well ahead of output in 2012. There's also been a sharp rise in engine production, much of which is for export, although the production of commercial vehicles such as vans and lorries is down.
0: A company from Bedford has come up with a new phone app to keep passengers safe at night when using a taxi. Travel Safer allows the user to check into a vehicle by entering the car registration number and then tracks the route of the taxi via social media. All profits made from the app by Pacific Data will go to rape victim charities in the Bedford area. Astronomers say they've discovered the most distant galaxy identified so far in our universe. The star system is about 13 billion light-years away from Earth and is helping scientists to learn what happened after the Big Bang. Professor Stephen Finkelstein from the University of Texas in Austin led the study.
2: One very interesting way to learn about the universe is to study these outliers, things like this. And that tells us something about what kind of physical processes are dominating galaxy formation and galaxy evolution. What was great about this galaxy is not only is it so distant, it's actually pretty exceptional.
0: In sport, Manchester City are making an official complaint about alleged racist chanting by the Russian crowd during their Champions League tie against CSKA Moscow. They're lodging a protest with European football's governing body UEFA about the way the fans treated the midfielder Yaya Toure, who's from the Ivory Coast. The weather for Bedford and Bucks will be mainly dry today, with sunny spells and light winds. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co. UK three counties.
3: The sound you can hear there, dear listener, is my team next door getting ready to start this show. <laughs> Coughs, wires being plugged in. Ian. Tatty old leather jackets being slung on the back of seats. Misplaced scarves. An attitude all being rolled out, hand gestures being made, (laughs) drinks being drunk, tempers rising. That's what it takes to get this beast moving. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots coming up on the show this morning. We've got some cracking stuff for you, as always. Keen to get your uh, opinion and your input on a lot of these, and I know that you will want to speak about some of these stories, so let me tell you some of the things we've got and I'll give you the contact details. Um, Well, they let us down yesterday. The Bedfordshire education firm at the centre of an investigation into financial irregularities say they will definitely talk to us this morning. They will definitely talk to us this morning. The way things normally work is we have a phone number, we call them. Not today. We have no phone phone number, they're calling us. So we shall see. In any case, I'm sure that... uh, uh, they'll be listening to us because to see what the NUT and the Dean Doris have to say about them. So, good morning to you, Barnfield. Speak to you later. Hundreds of pensioners have been tricked into investing in a bogus wine firm. They've lost £3 million between them. So, someone's obviously got wise to the fact that, A, pensioners are most likely to have uh, massive savings, and, B, they don't trust banks so, if you're a pensioner with savings, where on earth do you put all that hard-earned cash these days? Is it actually under your mattress? And do you remember last week we played the audio of a group of women and a baby who were in a car? The police ordered them out of the car. They refused. The police smashed the window. Well, they should have heard from the Hearts uh, Police by now. Have they? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR. And give me
4: a call, 08459 455 555.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I... I was stopped by the police this morning.
3: Yes, I was stopped at... Uh, 4.14, exactly... Drove past the police car and I thought, oh, he's going to pull me over. And he did. Flash flashed the lights. I was like, oh, flip it there. And he said, uh, good morning, sir. I went, Hello, good morning. No, actually, I said, good morning, officer. Good morning, sir. Have you just come from that road there? I said, yes, I have. He said, um, there's uh, been uh, lots of reports of car theft from that road. I went, OK, it's not me. OK, well, thanks very much for your time, sir. Away you go! That was it! That's, so if you get stopped by the police and you get asked about or accused of or a crime is, you, you know, is intimated towards, you just go, yeah, it's not me. OK, sir, so thanks very much for your time. On your way. Fantastic. He was wearing a short sleeve shirt at 4.14 on a very cold, misty morning. Hmm, I'm suspicious. Now, more concerns have been raised about the operation of the Barnfield Federation in uh, Luton. The finances of the education group, which runs a number of colleges, free schools and academies, is being investigated by the government. Well, the National Union of Teachers believes it's trying to expand faster than it's able to afford. Mid-Bedfordshire MP Nadine Doris raised a question about it in the House of Commons yesterday.
6: In Mid-Bedfordshire last year, 130 parents, teachers and staff were very disappointed when their free school application failed. That application was managed by the Barnfield Federation, which is now under investigation by the Department of Education and Biz... Would the Prime Minister please use his good offices to ensure that the failed free school application in mid Bedfordshire is incorporated into this inquiry?
3: But David Cameron defended the principle of free schools. Obviously we need to have a
7: proper policy of making sure that proposals for free schools are ready to go ahead before they go ahead, but it is worth making the point that when you look at the free schools in our country, two-thirds of them have been judged to be good or outstanding, which is a higher proportion than schools within the state sector, and so I think it is worth not just continuing with this policy but putting rocket boosters on it so we see many more free schools in our country.
3: Well, I'm joined on the line now by Dave Mingay, who is the Secretary of the Luton Branch of the National Union of Teachers. Dave, what do you think about this investigation?
8: Um, I- uh, just, just to correct you, I'm, I'm not the secretary, I'm, I'm a spokesperson. Um, just to- D- <laughs>
3: Dave, Dave, listen, you were supposed to be in the studio. Don't you start correcting me, young
8: man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, oh, we, we at the NUT, we welcome the investigation. Um, we've long had concerns, um, along with other trade unions, about the operations at Barnfield, both Barnfield as an employer and around the financing of, of schools and academies.
3: Let's look at those two things separately. In, in terms of uh, an employer, what kind of things have your members said?
8: We've got we have evidence of uh, members being bullied. We have worries over um, uh, over the contracts, particularly at the college, um, where staff have been given unlimited unlimited hour contracts. Um, where uh, trying to explain this, they could um, they could be given any number of hours at any time um, without any extra remuneration, depending on the, on their amount of work. Um, I believe there was a strike at the college. College a few years ago, and um, the college didn't um, didn't concede what and what what to negotiate. Um, we've had members who just uh, allegations suddenly disappear, and are just and they suddenly lose their job. Um, due process has you know, has not been followed all the time.
3: You say uh, the, the teachers being bullied. How has how has that manifested itself?
8: Well, uh, as I, as I as I said, it's about due process being followed. And we've had members who, who suddenly get told, oh, an allegation will disappear or an incident will, will disappear from your record if you agree to go tomorrow, for example, rather than due process being carried out, proper investigations, proper hearings, and so on and so forth. Due process, any responsible an employer should follow due process.
3: You also mentioned your concerns around the the financial aspects of Barnfield. What what are those concerns?
8: Well, where there's a, where there's privatisation, and we believe um, quite rightly, the academy and free schools programme is the privatisation of state education. Um, where there's privatisation, there's money, and this is taxpayers' money that's being used. And we've we've had um, Barnfield effectively buy more than School. Um, that they've you know, they set targets, the number of schools they want to take over um, year on year. And it's, it's not about children. It's starting to come about the money. And what we the National Union of Teachers would like was it to be about the children. And we would like to see schools return to democratic local authorities rather than private companies, which effectively what Barnfield is.
3: Now, we'll be speaking uh, to um, one of the uh, Barnfield Federations, two interim CEOs after 8 o'clock. That's if they, they give us a call this morning. What, what would you like to ask them, Dave?
8: I would I would like to ask them, um, oh, that there's there's an interesting question. What the national union teachers like to talk to Barnfield. I would like to, to see I would like to see them sit down and, and have open and frank discussions with trade unions. Um, all trade unions, not just the national union teachers, we, we believe in working with all trade unions. Over the future of Barnfield College, over in employers' terms and conditions, um we would like to be involved in any sort of expansion plans. I have not. When I say involved, we would like to be consulted in an open and proper, transparent manner, rather than sort of lots of um, smokes and mirrors we seem to we seem to have in Barnfield. And I'm assuming as
3: well, you'd like also like to, to to bring up the subject of bullying, would you?
8: We would like due process to be followed, which is which is part of the negotiation process with trade unions. Barnfield has never been very good at working with trade unions. We would like to see that change. Um, and by working properly and openly with trade unions, that yes, we could see a change in employment practices.
3: Dave, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Dave Mingay, who is the spokesperson of the Luton branch of the National Union of Teachers, uh, I put this plea out yesterday. We had some interesting response, so I'm going to put this plea out again. If you are connected with Barnfield in any way, whether as a, an employee or uh, uh, you have been an employee or you have some connection, could you send me an email? Strictly anonymous, we'll keep it between ourselves for the moment, ian.lee, i-a-i-n, dot at bbc.co.uk, uh, and let me know what things you've experienced. We're hearing rumours, we're hearing stories, and uh, some people have, uh, have got in touch on the back of my plea essay, so I'll put it out there again. If you have a connection with Barnfield, uh, uh, send me an email, ian.lee, at bbc.co.uk. <laughs>
9: If I sang out a tune, would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song, and I'll try not to sing out a key. Ooh, I'll get by the little help from my friends. Ooh, I'll get by the little help from my friends. Ooh, I'll get. By the end of the day, are you sad because you're on your own? Ooh, I'll get by the my friends. Ooh, i my friends.
3: This is Ian Lee. I wanted to get every second of that song. I wanted to absorb every musical, masterful note from that wonderful wet, wet, wet song there. 08459 four double five five double five. It's a quarter past
4: six. Let's get the travel now. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio
10: morning, all off to a flying start so far for the M25. Of course, you have got those narrow lanes from Junction 23 South Rims up to Enfield, Junction 25. Uh, I want to give a mention for the Fenley Stratford bypass in Milton Keynes because you've got one lane taken out there, carrying out, out some work on the uh, junctions at that point just by the McDonald's roundabouts. Just glancing at the line departure sports, looking good for your train journey. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counters Radio.
3: Thank you, Bill. 6.16. It's uh, Thursday, the 24th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police say nearly 200 people have been scammed by a company based in Milton Keynes, which claimed to sell top-price wine from Bordeaux. The National Union of Teachers says it's concerned about the operation of the Barnfield Federation, which runs colleges and academies in Bedfordshire. And there's been a big rise in the number of cars being built in the UK. Sing hosannas. The weather today will be dry with sunny spells and light winds. Coming up, hundreds of pensioners have lost their life savings after investing in a bogus firm which claimed to be based in Milton Keynes.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from 9, the biggest local talking point.
11: There is only one professional
12: force that can control chemical weapons. How can we, as a civilised country, stand by and let more poor, innocent children get killed?
5: The JBS Show.
13: Harry's in Bedford. Let's see what Harry wants to say. She knew
14: what the laws were. She knew what she was doing. She got caught. Tough. I disagree with the penalty. I think that for smuggling drugs,
8: it shouldn't be a death penalty.
5: The JBS Show. Weekdays from 9. BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Rolling Stones, if anyone can phone up this morning and uh, help me get the Rolling Stones, I've tried and I've tried and I've tried, part of the problem is, they don't have, uh, whereas most of, I nearly said all, but that'll be incorrect most of the Beatles albums are cracking albums you can play from start to finish, with, with barely a bad track um, the, the Rolling Stones don't have any good albums They've got some albums that have got Maybe one or two good songs on But that's it, that's, that's the maximum Oh wait, 459 455 If you are listening, Charlie Watts now, hundreds of pensioners, uh, not the Rolling Stones, have lost their life savings after investing uh, in a bogus firm which claimed to be based in Milton Keynes. The company offered the chance to buy into the high-end wine business over the phone. Yeah. Police say they deliberately targeted the elderly. 200 victims have lost a total of over £3 million. Well, Catherine Boyle, our um, booze expert, <laughs> here joins me in the studio. Now, there have been arrests, haven't there, Catherine? Yeah, they
15: have. Yesterday, police arrested three people in connection with this investigation. The arrest were Made in Essex and uh, were a 22 year old man, a 23 year old woman, and a 47 year old man. They were arrested on suspicion of fraud and money laundering, and a reporter from BBC Oxford went along. Hello, police. That was the police knocking, not the reporter.
3: So, so what exactly was? What a lot of knocking. What, what, what was this company doing? Explain the scam.
15: Well, this, this is, according to police, they say a company called Worldwide Wine Investments, which was registered in Milton Keynes, claimed to have been offering customers the opportunity to invest in fine wines from Bordeaux. Yes. Um, you may... That, that name rings a bell with me, and I think it's because the firm took out adver, adverts in the Telegraph and printed brochures, and it had a website. So Detective Sergeant Duncan Wynn from Thames Valley Police say the uh, company was running a sophisticated scam. It
16: was very sophisticated in that what they did was they set up a um, scheme whereby the wine was being imported from France on Primaire, which means people invested in it before it had been bottled. Uh, what it basically meant is people had a long wait before they actually realised their investment and in that time the money was shipped out of the country um, and the suspects left the office premises, which means they are always playing catch up with the suspects. So it's a very sophisticated operation um, and we believe the suspects from that particular um, company have gone on to set up further companies and take money from further victims.
3: Well, a little bit faint there, but I think we, we got the, the message. The impact on the victims, what's well, that been?
15: This is 200 victims or, so, or somewhere around that figure. They lost £3 million between them. This was their life savings, everything wow. that they'd, uh, they'd managed to garner in the, in the course of their working lives. Investigating officers say the way this company was working was as a boiler room operation. I've never heard of that term before either. So I looked it up. And in the context of investing, the term boiler room operation refers to the use of high-pressure sales tactics to sell to clients who are cold-called most likely have to be picked out of a phone book. Mm. Boiler rooms are set up in inexpensive office spaces. In this case, it appears to have happened in Milton Keynes, where you get armies of telemarketers making these calls, hyping or lying about what they're selling uh, in a bid to claim commission from their employers. So here's Detective Sergeant Duncan Wynne.
16: This kind of crime has a massive victim on individual victims. When you think of large scale fraud, you quite often think of commercial and companies. What we've got here is 198 individual people who've lost large sums of money. Now some of them have lost um, up to £100,000, which is their entire pension pot. So this kind of fraud is very, very serious um, and can leave people um, in severe difficulty.
15: So the arrest made yesterday were the first so far in connection with an investigation police are expecting to go much wider. They're describing this as a serious financial fraud. Officers say they're now trying to trace the large sums of money that they believe worldwide wine investments made in profits and they suspect much of this has been transferred abroad. Um, officers say the victims of this scam are spread all over the country and they're expecting more to come forward.
3: Catherine Ball, thank you very much. I'll see you in a few minutes to go through the papers. A couple of things here. Uh, the, the, first of all, you'd be a fool, wouldn't you, if someone phones up i have oh, got a great Hello, good morning, is that Mrs Jones? We have a great idea for an investment. Can we have £20,000, please? You'd be a fool. But these wine investments, the legitimate wine investments, these are big business at the moment, aren't they? There was a gentleman on JVS a few, uh, about a month ago, who was having problems with a wine investment company. They're big businesses. Have you invested in this? Well, you kind of send them loads of money and they buy expensive bottles of wine and then the price goes up and then you can sell the bottles of wine and you can make a fortune. Is that how it works? If you've invested in this, 08-459-455-555... Oh, five, 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 five. Also, if you're an older person with money, where do you keep it? Do you keep it in the bank? Do you keep it under the mattress? Or do you invest it in something like this? 08-459-455-555... Oh, double, five, five, double, five. Here's one of the best songs that Phil Oakey had ever had anything to do with... What a song. Good morning, dear listener. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots coming up in the next 30 minutes of the show. But before that, let's get the latest travel with
4: Bill Shodrake. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. M25
4: just
10: started to bubble up now. Junction 23, South Rims, as you would expect. All looking OK for the M1 if you're heading towards the Luson Airport Spur Road, Junction 10. Uh, also looking at the North Orbital Roads at the Junction 21A. Roundabout, Brickett Woods, looking very slow in my senses. And a quick mention for Renhold, St. Neart Road. They carrying out some electricity work along that stretch of the A4280 just by Norse Road. Bill Sheldrake, BBC, Three Counties Radio. Big up yourself, Bill.
3: 6.30, let's get the news and sport now. Here's Lee.
4: Across bed. Hearts and
0: bugs.
5: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Half past six, I'm Lee new The headlines, police say nearly 200 people have been scammed by a Milton Keynes-based company which claimed to sell top-price wine from France. Many customers handed over their life savings to worldwide wine investments but got nothing in return. The National Union of Teachers has accused the Barnfield Federation in Luton of putting profit before its pupils. The finances of the Education Group, which runs a number of colleges and academies, is being investigated by the government. And a company from Bedford has come up with a new phone app to keep passengers safe at night when using a taxi. Travel Safer allows the user to check into a vehicle by entering the car registration number and then tracks the route of the taxi via social media. The weather will be pretty dry today with sunny spells and light winds. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Yaya Torre says he wants UEFA to take action against racial abuse he received during Manchester City's match against CSK Moscow in the Champions League last night. The midfielder says he heard monkey chants and pointed them out to the referee during the match. The club says it's making an official complaint, but Torre wants UEFA to make more of a stand.
1: I'm very, very disappointed about what they, what they did today, and I think uh, we have to be have to take a big chance on about that, you know, because I'm that the player of the colour will be always uh, in the same uh, situation. For me I was captain today, I was went into ban where they have right and uh, no racism. and I was totally disappointed and uh, I, I want and I want to see some if I would do some uh
0: well, City beat CSKA Moscow 2-1 in that match. Meanwhile, at Old Trafford, Manchester United beat Real Sociedad 1-0 to stay top of their group. Ian Holloway believes Crystal Palace has a lot to offer any new manager that wants to take on the Premier League club. Holloway departed the club yesterday by mutual consent after admitting he was tired of players' attitudes. He does, however, say he's proud of the team and the club just needs a new voice to inspire them. I would strongly suggest if someone does want
17: a chance at a Premier League and and a fresh start with a good group, then they should seriously believe in this because it ain't that much that needs changing. That goal the other day that started the rot was probably pretty sensational, to say the least. And and it's got to be time
0: to change. And I think a new voice, if the boys see that, might help them as well because they've done me proud as well. In tennis, Victoria Azarenka has been beaten by Helena Jankovic in their first match at the season-ending WTA Championships in Istanbul. China's Li Na, also playing her first match, beat Italy's Sarah Arani. And the Shanghai Golf Masters has started this morning, where world number 6 Rory McIlroy and fourth-ranked Henrik Stenson head the field. Buckinghamshire's Luke Donald and Wobens Ian Poulter also take part in the eighteen pounds series. That's BBC Three Counties News & Sport. More at 7
5: call 08459
4: 455 555
3: BBC Three Counties Radio If you want to take part in the papers with me and Catherine, give us a call now 08459 455 555
18: Here you come again Just when I've begun to get myself together You are frightening like you've done before and wrap my heart round your little finger Here you come again Just what I'm about to make it work without you You look into my eyes and lie those pretty eyes, and pretty soon I'm wondering
3: a bit of Dolly Parton, don't we? Just a little bit. Which bit? <laughs> yes, uh...
15: and here I
3: Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 four double five five double five. Catherine joins me in the studio. Morning, Catherine Boyle. Hello. Um, now, the front pages of the newspapers, well, most of them, not all of them, are about um, the, uh, the the christening that took place. I don't know if anyone knows, but yesterday uh, it was uh, the royal christening day, and we were all very very excited. Yay,
8: Prince George christening day.
3: There we go. You see. Oh, he's cute though, isn't yeah. he? Yeah,
15: he's got lovely little well, that pub landlord. <laughs> yeah, He's adorable.
3: Well, he's. I mean, yeah, he's fine. But the, the Daily Mail has got fifteen pages of that yeah. bad boy. I'm not saying he's a bad boy. But By might George,
15: be. he's gorgeous saying
3: the independent on the other hand uh, catherine is, is, <laughs> i love
15: the independent <laughs> they've gone
3: slightly the other way haven't page they?
15: 27 if you look really really hard you'll find right at the bottom of the page prince george christened very small writing and even smaller writing prince george was christened yesterday in a private ceremony in st james's palace led by the archbishop of canterbury that's the article fantastic
3: now justin tilly as we know is a big you're a big fan
17: of the royal baby aren't you just oh fantastic it makes me feel good proud to be british
3: Okay. Uh, do, <laughs> y- even you would have to admit that 15 pages in the Daily Mail mm. is perhaps a little bit excessive.
17: I think so. Mind you, people love looking at photos, don't they? 15
3: <laughs> <laughs> pages <laughs>
2: of glorious the people's photos. <laughs> Private family photos. Well,
3: I, guess, I
17: guess they do. I guess they do. Mm, they do. You've been speaking to people about this, have you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty much on the front page of all the papers this morning. So I've been asking people the coverage, the photographs. Is it a bit over the top? Here's what people have had to say. Well, so you've got the Daily Mirror there. Uh, I've got the Daily Mail. 15 page pullout here in the Daily Mail. All this coverage of the Royal Christening. Is it too much?
19: For me, yes. For me, I it gets over the top now. Oh, got Scottish? Over the top. Let them get on with it. Let them have their baby <laughs> and christen it, do what they want to do with it.
17: And leave the public alone. So seeing those pictures on the front page of that paper,
19: does that annoy you? It does indeed. I think there's more in this country than we need than that. I think that's what it's all about. I think this there should be more about the the political side and what's going on here now, rather than what's there coming from the
17: palace, as we would say. <laughs> so you're buying the sun again, on the front page we can see the raw baby, all this coverage. Is it too much? What do you think? No, no, it's quite right. I think I think it's great, great for the monarchy. Why not? In the mail here, we've got a 15-page a glorious souvenir edition. Right. Would you maybe buy the Daily Mail well,
8: today? I, yeah, could well do. Yeah,
17: yeah. I've just spoken to a man a minute ago who's really, really negative about this. What would you say to anybody listening to this right now who is saying, do you know what, we don't want to see these photographs? What would you say to those people? Why not? You know, the, the, you know it's, it's a new, new era. era isn't it? So, yeah, good luck to them. And seeing these photos makes
11: you feel happy? Oh, yeah, certainly does, yeah. And <laughs> going to work and all. <laughs>
17: <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah,
3: right. Oh, well, that's... I th- I, two things. I thought the first gentleman was Italian, and also right. I thought my microphone was shut. <laughs> right.
17: Those two two things make great radio. Uh, so, yeah. mixed reactions there, Just? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, when it comes to the royal family, a bit like us two, you know, you're not a big fan of the royal family. I am. And I, I quite enjoy people, them. I quite enjoy them. But, you, you know, this morning again, you know, when it comes to, to most things, most things royal-related on the front page, you're yep. not particularly happy, are you? I think it's overkill
3: to have 15 pages <laughs> of a, of a <laughs> private christening of a baby I'm never going to meet
17: What's upset me even more Out of those 15 pages Only one Only one photograph of Pippa What is that all about? Well I've got a question for you Justin mm. Pippa
3: I, don't, I think we can ask this without getting the sack uh,
15: Pippa Not oh, if it's that one we did before
3: No It's Pippa or Catherine If you were in a, um, uh, a hotel bar right. And you were having a drink <laughs> And they sidle up to you Either side of you
15: Not me yeah, No not, not you the Catherine. Catherine no, yeah, the,
3: right, the, the, yeah. the proper one The posh yeah. one <sighs> If you're in a hotel bar and Pippa sidles side, up side to you on the left hand side, Catherine mm. sidles and you get the idea, you think, oh, both of these ladies want yeah. a cup of tea. Want a cup of tea in my hotel room, room 221. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which one would you ask to go upstairs with you? I'd say, where's your mother? Wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Justin. There we go, you see. Here's a question I was having uh, a, a conversation with my wife last night. D- right, you know the Queen?
15: Yeah, I'm aware of her work.
3: Right, and if you were to meet her, you would say, um, Good day, Your Majesty. No, you say hello, Your Majesty. I say, Your Majesty. Your Majesty. And you do like a little curtsy yes. and, and stuff like that. And I would do a bow and say, Oh, Your Majesty. What does um, Prince William say to her?
15: He calls her Granny, doesn't he? Does
3: he? Mm-hmm.
15: But they, what- I, think, I think they do something where initially the first thing they say is Your Majesty, and then from then on it's Granny. Right,
3: so even if they're at home, right, and it's a Tuesday morning and he comes down and she's got Kyle on the TV or something, <laughs> he would come in and say, your majesty have they done the dna results yet would, would, would he still be that formal with her
15: i don't think he would i do don't you, know i don't know ask a political commentator they can have good guesses
3: well we could ask kelly betts no we won't uh, and, and do they all do the royal family like charles and camilla and the kids and the queen did they all sit around you know kind of watching eastenders
15: well did you watch what was it the queen with hella in it
3: uh, no, I put it on DVD for my mum, but because I not Because they it. did
15: sit around in their dressing gowns watching the telly with their feet on. Yeah,
3: they must I, do. Yeah, just one quick thing about that, Catherine. That's not a documentary. That is The Queen with Helen Mirren in it. It's a, it's a movie.
15: Yeah, so, I know, but it's based on um, what people do at it's, home. It's based on the script. It was like The Royal Family, but posh.
3: Yeah, you see. Okay. You know, The
15: Royal Family is in Jim Royal.
3: Lynn, what do you reckon? What, about The Queen? Yeah. D-
15: does she sit around in a dressing gown and slippers watching the telly? Oh I bet she does. Yeah, of course she does. But,
3: but do you think, think do you think all the family sit, sit around? Like, you know, you'll get William and Harry and Harry will go up and he'll goose the queen.
20: They'll be, they'll be in a onesie and <sighs> The Queen in uh, a onesie? A Queensie? Yeah, Queen in the onesie. Wow. Actually called about the stones. About the what, sorry? Rolling Stones, the Beatles. Oh the the, the what? The Rolling Stones question. Oh, the Rolling Stones. Oh yes, go on. Well, I went to see them in concert, shows our old dam um, in Hyde Park.
3: Well, it could have been this year, I think. Well, you, I'm assuming
20: no. you mean 1969? Yeah, when, wow. they, when Mick Jagger wore a white dress.
3: Yeah, and, and he threw he out all those dead fell. butterflies, didn't he? Yeah. He but, did, he had a box full of butterflies and he was going to release them, but they all died in the box. so he just, oh, chucked he just, like just showered them with dead insects. Say- <laughs> well,
20: was that exciting? Yeah, I was a bit of a Stones girl rather than Beatles. Sounds like it. But
3: I do like The Beatles. I'm not keen on Paul McCartney. Well, name... name you, the, the Stones have done three good songs. Uh,
20: Gimme Shelter. No. No, that was brilliant.
3: No, the incorrect answer. You're thinking of Angie. Next one.
20: Um... can't think of one of the Ex- Exactly! You
3: see, and you're a fan and you can't think of a good song.
15: I know one. <laughs> Go on. It's Dad Me
3: yeah, that's it. I
21: quite like that one. There's one more.
20: Oh, um...
3: Go on, what's, it, what's the third good stone song, Lynn? It's quite early in the morning,
20: I can't remember. No, that's not it. Painted Black?
3: No.
22: Yeah.
3: No, it's not. Yeah, incorrect answer. a red
22: door and I want to paint it black. That one, yeah. Sympathy for no, the devil? I
20: in the sky. And I... I think... I've got a taxi driver. He's lovely. I've known him for about 15 years. He's got the Beatles on his radio or disc or whatever all the time. He's got every... You get in his cab and everything is the Beatles, which I think is quite nice. He's still there?
3: What else have you spotted in the papers, Catherine?
15: Well, this story about blonde girl in Ireland. Do you remember they made all that um, hype about Oh, yes. Uh, By the way, thank you, thank you, Lynn
3: for coming on. That was excellent thank stuff, you, Lynn. Appreciate it. Another thank child you.
15: taken from a Roma couple, yep. um, with the suggestion being that she didn't look like them. Blonde girl who was taken away from her Roma parents in Ireland was reunited last night with, with them because DNA tests proved that she was theirs.
3: There you go, you see. One more quick one. I've spotted this in the uh, the Express. That, that that they've had a few mums recently on on the huge benefits with lots of kids. Mum on thirty eight thousand pounds benefits. She's got nine kids. Books a holiday in Spain. Good, good for her. She's taking the kids on holiday. She says uh, uh, um, she said it'll be our first ever holiday. And I've worked my backside off to earn the deposit for it. Good for her. Well, I don't, they're, they're trying to make this be, sound like some outrageous... How dare she? She's on benefits. Because well, she's on benefits doesn't mean you shouldn't go on holiday with the kids. Also,
15: if you've got nine children, 38 doesn't go that far, does it, with nine children? No.
3: It's not me who deserves a holiday. It's my children. Why shouldn't they have what other children have? They're really excited to be going. Of course they're going. They're beautiful children. I hate this culture we have of uh, kind of victimising the children... Oh just because you know who, who knows what the situation is with with, with this mum and whether she's lazy she works or She does work as well. She does work it seems she seems to say here. So good for her. Don't know she manages. I right. say congratulations. I'm glad she's having a holiday. Go and enjoy yourself love. And you too Catherine. Hi. Thanks very much. 08459 505 Thank you very much Lynn for your cooperation and your singing at this ridiculous time in the morning. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Quarter to 7. Let's get the uh, travel news. Here's Bill. <laughs>
5: If it's just about to leave the house, a bit heavy now on the
10: M25, anti-clockwise from the m one up to Kings Langley, 21 to 20, as you'd expect, those who surprised with that one. And that gradual build-up now on the A1 Barnet Way, uh, on the bypass, heading uh, out from Stirling Corner up towards the Apex Corner. Quick mention for High Wycombe, uh, A40 West Wycombe Road, got some temporary travelisers to carry out some work along that stretch, until the 1st of November, which is until uh, next Friday of the schedule date. Uh, light departures boards, departures from Bedford, Louis to Milton, King Central, all looking OK, Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Bill, thank you very much. 6.46. It's Thursday the 24th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police say nearly 200 people have been scammed by a company based in Milton Keynes, which claimed to sell top-price wine from Bordeaux. The National Union of Teachers has accused the Barnfield Federation in Luton of putting profit before its pupils. The finances of the group, which runs colleges and academies, is being officially investigated. Coming up, what will make you feel safer at night? How about a sneaky little app on your phone? We'll tell you more in a bit, but
4: before that, let's get the weather. Is Elizabeth Rizzini.
5: It's
6: hearts and bucks weather.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Hello, a very good morning to you. It's a slightly chillier start to the day. You'll notice that once you step outside the door. Temperatures typically between around 4 or 5 degrees all the way up to 7 degrees in uh, just outside Milton Keynes actually at the moment. Uh, so it is a slightly chillier start and we do have some mist and some fog patches out there already and possibly still some to form through the uh, over the next couple of hours or so. So, um, so do watch out for that through this morning's rush hour. But for many of us, it is a nice, bright start to the day. It's not looking too bad today. In fact, it will stay dry. There'll be lots of brightness around, much lighter winds than we've been used to recently, and some good spells of sunshine. So it's all good news for today. Top temperatures today up to 15 or 16 degrees, 61 in Fahrenheit, just where we do have that mist and the fog that linger on, I'm afraid, for much of the morning. As we head into tonight, it will stay dry for most of the night, but the winds will increase, the cloud will thicken, and eventually we'll start to see another system spreading from the west that's going to give us a very wet and windy start to the day tomorrow Uh, temperatures overnight down to around 10 or 11 degrees so a mild night to come and then it will be quite wet and windy at times over the course of the weekend particularly Sunday looking very windy then um, but not a patch on what we could be looking at on Monday morning it could be very stormy indeed I'll just advise you to keep an eye on the forecast keep checking the BBC weather website and we will of course keep you updated that's the forecast
8: Yay Prince George, Christmas Day
13: Who's a businesswoman and a broadcaster?
5: Isn't it annoying when you just miss the end of something? Those are the headlines, there's a
20: full bulletin at four.
5: You have to turn the radio off. Oh, there's just so many interesting things you don't have time to listen to them all. There's a lady here. Hello, have you got
20: the treasure for me? The treasure.
4: I lost him when I was 11 and he certainly made a great impression on me. Then
5: why not use BBC iPlayer Radio? She developed a cocaine
13: habit that cost her
5: over £120 a day. You can listen again to our programmes and even see what our presenters look like. You look like Mr Stamper from a James Bond film. Head to bbc.co.uk slash three counties and make BBC See Three Counties Radio Unmissable.
9: mm mm-hmm.
3: A little bit of early Cat Stevens. Some of his early stuff is weird, but I love it. He's got a song called I Love My Dog. I love my dog as much as I love you. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Cat. Now, a company from Bedford have come up with a new phone app to keep you safe at night when using a taxi. All profits made from it will go to local rape charities. Well, founder of Travel Safer, Anthony Price, is here to tell us more. Uh, Anthony, how does it work?
19: Uh, morning, Ian. Um, in simple terms, it allows um, you and I on a night out to be able to enter in a car registration of a vehicle into the app, and then it captures our location, our time. Um, optionally, we can add a photo of the vehicle as well, and then what it does is it stores it in the app, and then it also posts a copy of it to our social media timeline, meaning that mum, dad's boyfriend, girlfriend can see a copy of that check-in, including the location, and then track our journey as such.
3: Now, it sounds like a good idea, but will people actually bother to do it? Because if we're, we're a little bit tipsy in a night out, Anthony, I can imagine both of us getting a bit tipsy out together. <laughs>
19: yeah. Uh, are we really going to be bothered to do that? Um, I guess, of course, you know there are going to be people that are going to not use it, and there are going to be people that are. And when we did some research originally um, with, um, you know, females in particular, they're certainly more likely to use it than perhaps you and I may do on a night out. You and I may not feel vulnerable, but equally, from a driver's perspective, um, you know, it depends on how threatening <laughs> the, the driver appears to, to, the, to the individual when they're about to get into the vehicle. So it's very much about preventing a problem before it exists
3: now to have come up with this you you must think that there is a problem
19: yeah um talking from personal experience not not myself individually but um a family friend of ours about eight years ago um uh, unknown to her got into an unlicensed vehicle and then was sexually assaulted so at the time it was something that affected us all um and we kind of thought that there must be a way around to, to kind of you know prevent it from happening again at the time technology didn't exist so it was done through text messaging and stuff so we then essentially went to the drawing board as soon as technology allowed it to be able to come up with this idea and now phones have got gps for example in there it's it's a lot more easy for tracking and things
3: now there is a a free version and a paid version with with all profits going to local rape charities what's the difference between the two versions
19: Um, okay the the free version allows you to check into the vehicle and the pro version allows you to check out of the vehicle at the end of the journey as well and the pro version also allows you to take a photo of the vehicle so that that effectively is then also trackable and is this is, is this launched now is this out there now yeah, yeah, it is. So, so for example, if if you and me wanted to download it today, we could do an Android or iTunes. Um, and one one of the things we're looking to do is develop a driver version as well, because I think it's important to note that we want to protect genuine drivers and genuine passengers. So, so if know, people
3: a- if people are looking for Anthony, what what do they need to type in?
19: Um, They just search Travel Safer UK on iTunes or Android's Play Store and it should come up there, or they go to travelsafer.co.uk and follow the links.
3: Anthony, cracking work, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Good luck with that. 08459 455 555 is the phone number.
23: Clowns to the left of me, Jokers to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. And I wonder what it is I should do. It's so hard to keep this mouth.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. So, you wealthy elderly people, what what do you do with your money? It turns out lots of you have been uh, ripped off by a a fake company that was supposedly based in Milton Keynes. Well, those wine investment companies, where you buy wine uh, and it increases in value and then they sell it for you and you make a load of money. It was a scam. But these wine things are very popular at the moment. I don't... How much money can you actually make... From buying wine that you, ne- you never see it. You don't you get sent a few bottles of Blue Nun and you put it in the garage and then six months later you sell it for twice the price. You never see it. If you've done one of those wine investment things, give me a call 08459 455 555.
4: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. M25,
10: slowing down now from the M1 up to Kings Langley, but it starts queuing from Junction 17. Maple Cross up to the M40, Junction 16. I, I would imagine that's not going to surprise you in the slightest. Heavy traffic as well on my CCTV cameras, the A10 in Enfield between Baltimore Lane and Southby Road. Across the towns, not too bad, looking pretty decent so far. Across Milton Keynes, Southam Regis, Wellington Garden City. Having a quick glance at my light, light departures boards so in front of me, if you use the train to get to work, it's all looking OK, actually, including Milton Keynes Central and departure. From Hartford North. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties. Thank, Thank
3: you very much indeed, Bill. Lots coming up in the next hour of the show, including Nadine Dorris, if we can get hold of her, talking uh, about Barnfield. And we are asking, don't forget, if you have worked for or indeed work with Barnfield now, could you just send me an email? Completely anonymous. Ian. Lee, at BBC.co.uk. Someone's already been in touch, just keen to know what's going on there. We're hearing rumours and stories and we'd like to get your side of the story. Here's the news now with Lee.
5: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: 7 o'clock, I'm Lee New The headlines, elderly people conned in wine scam, unions concerned about Luton's Barnfield Federation and a big rise in car production. BBC Three Counties Radio. Police say nearly 200 people have been scammed by a Milton Keynes-based company which claimed to sell top-price wine. Many customers handed over their life savings but got nothing in return. Tony Fisher has the details. Detectives say worldwide wine investments cold called people offering them the chance to invest in fine wine from Bordeaux. Many of the victims were elderly and were convinced to sign over their savings or pension funds. It's believed the firm could have taken more than £3 million. Two men and a woman have now been arrested by police on suspicion of fraud and money laundering. The National Union of Teachers has accused the Barnfield Federation in Luton of putting profit before its pupils. The finances of the education group, which runs a number of colleges and academies, is being investigated by the government. Dave Mingay from the NUT believes Barnfield is privatising state education.
8: It's not about children. It started to come about the money and what we the National Union of Teachers would like was it to be about the children and we would like schools return to democratic local authorities rather than private companies, which effectively what Barnfield is.
0: There's been another sharp rise in the production of cars in the UK. More than one million cars have been manufactured so far this year. Jonty Bloom reports.
1: More than 140,000 cars were manufactured in the UK last month, an increase of almost 10% on September last year. The sharp rise in car production has been helped by both strong domestic demand and by an increase in exports. It means that well over a million cars have been produced in the UK so far this year. That's well ahead of output in 2012. There's also been a sharp rise in engine production, much of which is for export although the production of commercial vehicles such as vans and lorries is down.
0: A company from Bedford has come up with a new phone app to keep passengers safe at night when using a taxi. Travel Safer allows the user to check into a vehicle by entering the car registration number and then tracks the route of the taxi via social media. Astronomers say they've discovered the most distant galaxy identified so far in our universe. The star system is about 13 billion light-years away from Earth and is helping scientists learn what happened after the Big Bang. Professor Stephen Finkelstein from the University of Texas led the study.
2: One very interesting way to learn about the universe is to study these outliers, things like this. And that tells us something about what kind of physical processes are dominating galaxy formation and galaxy evolution. What was great about this galaxy is not only is it so distant, it's actually pretty exceptional.
0: In sport, Man City are making an official complaint about racist chanting by the Russian crowd during their Champions League tie against CSKA Moscow last night. They're lodging a protest with UEFA about the way the fans treated the midfielder Yaya Toure. The weather will be mainly dry today with sunny spells and light winds. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, that's 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk.
3: Thank you very much Lee. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I've just popped out, put my head out the window, it is very, very dark out there. It is five three minutes past seven and it's pitch black out there. What on earth is the world coming to? I tell you what we're coming to, we're coming to Christmas, yay! Lots coming up on the show in the next hour. Well, uh, they let us down yesterday, but the Bedfordshire Education Firm at the centre of an investigation into financial irregularities say they will definitely talk to us this morning. We know they're listening, so good morning, Barnfield. Hopefully we'll be speaking to you after 8 o'clock. We were supposed to be speaking to uh, MidBeds MP Nadine Dorris now, but uh, she's, she's not answering her phone. Now, I like Nadine. I think Nadine gets... I like Nadine Doris. I think she gets uh, um, a bit of stick, some of which is deserved, but some of it I think is undeserved. She's always welcome on this show. But Nadine, pick up your blooming phone, love. Other things on the show. Hundreds of pensioners have been tricked into investing in a bogus wine firm. They've lost £3 million between them. Well, someone's got wise to the fact that A, pensioners are most likely to have huge savings and B, pensioners don't trust banks. So, where do you keep your money? Do you remember the story we played um, last week, the week before? Three women and a baby in a car. Police order them out. The girls refuse to get out. Police smash the windows. Well... They should have heard from Hearts Police by now. Have they? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR or you can give me a call 08459 four double
4: five five double five.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: If you happen to see Nadine Doris out and about, could you just give her a nudge and say, Come on, Nadine, Ian's waiting for you? 08459 oh, five, 455 555. Five, five, five. We're talking about spiders yesterday, false widow spiders. Heard some horrific, horrific stories. The fella that was shifting bricks in the garden, which apparently is, a, is prison slang for something, I don't know what, but he found 60 false widow spiders. He went, went at them with a screwdriver and well, Stephen the Meltman sent us in a picture that has, has caused controversy here at th- th- three, uh, three Counties Radio. Stephen, the picture you sent us, is that yeah. your is that your big bald head, by the way?
11: That's my big bald head, okay.
3: yes. So it's a picture of your big bald head with what yeah. I and Kelly Betts thought was a tattoo of a spider. Catherine yeah. Boyle thought was a real spider. What
8: Good is it? Oh,
14: Catherine, she knows what it is. It's a real spider? Yes, I, I miss it. So, does a spider get rid of it? As she does. So I grabbed hold of it, and as I grabbed it, it got out of my hand, ran up my arm, and decided to sit on my head. He did what on your head?
3: He sat. Sit on your head. Okay, so I'm sit. Yes, it is massive, mate.
14: Oh no, it's lovely. All you have to do is you get hold, and you take them outside. You put them outside, and you say, "Don't come back in," and they don't come back in. St- Steve, do we
3: have your uh, permission, uh, if I can ask you to put that picture on Facebook? Yes. Is yes. that all right? Yes. And, not because and conkers I'm, don't work, by n- the way. Sorry? Conkers don't work. That's an urban myth. Oh, the co- yes, we had someone suggesting you put conkers in a room. And that gives them, uh, and, uh, people, we'll put that on the Facebook page now. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Don't comment on the fact that Steve's got quite big earlobes. That's, that's, <laughs> they are quite big, aren't they? Yes, they are. Hey, get this. My wife and one of my children don't have earlobes. Yeah, I've seen a few people like that. Yeah, I just, know. Yeah, yeah. And they Thanks, think I'm yeah. weird for having earlobes. <laughs> well, you are strange, but different reason. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, well, Apart
14: we'll... From another thing. Yes. A lo- the best Rolling Stones song. Yeah. The last one on an album, because then you know it's finished and I do listen to anymore. Yeah, exactly. They're rubbish, aren't they? Oh, uh, yes. And you've I got to... most of... They must have made their money on the looks. Oh, no, wait a minute. It can't be that hard, can it? No, exactly. And I think
3: No, I think, listen, respect them, because they've somehow managed to trick the world (laughs) uh, into thinking they are an amazing band. They're not. They're not an amazing band. They had, say, three good songs, and they were very, very lucky. Uh, You know, they kind of popped up at the right time. But uh, they're just... They are a bit stinky, really.
14: Yes, I can't really
3: see anything in them at all. Stephen, lovely to talk to you, and thank you for the picture. It's horrible. It looks like a tact. We'll put it on the Facebook page. You can go and have a little look at that. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can also give us a call this morning 08 455 505. We talked about it yesterday. Yay, Prince George, Kristen, and Day. Uh, it, it's on the front pages of the newspapers. The Times have done one of these awful things they do. Papers often do this. The Times Souvenir Edition. Oh, Souvenir Edition. So basically, there's a kind of a wraparound page that's. Um, A picture of Prince William. Help him to grow and flourish into the person God has created and called him to be, the Archbishop of Canterbury. It's just uh, the mail has got 15 pages on the royal christening. Overkill? A little bit too much? Are you actually excited by the prospect of of Prince George becoming king? Did Did you watch with bated breath yesterday? Kind of, it, it passed me by really. 08 oh, 459 five, 455 double, 555. Now, nearly 200 people have been scammed by a Milton Keynes-based company which claimed to sell top-price wine. Police say many of their elderly customers handed over their life savings but got nothing in return. Marianne Birch is the chief executive of Age UK Hertfordshire. Morning, Marianne. Morning, Anne. Do you come across this kind of thing often?
24: thankfully no yeah you know, um it's it is it is rare, but of course, when it does happen it's uh, you know, it's very distressing, and I think there's probably quite a lot of that we don't know about because you know what it's like, you do something silly, you know even you trip on the pavement, you look round to make sure that no one has seen you do it, mm. and I think some, what happens sometimes it has happened, but you know, someone then realizes oh i've been you know I've been had. And don't, they don't admit to it, and so I think sometimes there's some hidden, you know, there's some hidden uh, crimes going on. Oh,
3: isn't that interesting? So, you, so you you think that there is kind of an embarrassment and shame mm, factor that yeah. people don't want to look silly, mm. so they won't tell anyone what's happened to That's
24: them. That's right. And I think it's important for sort of families and carers as well, just to keep a lookout too. You know just to uh you know just to if you know just seeing if their parent or you know relative or neighbor you know says or or had a phone call or a letter or someone call um I think you're just keeping that you know just that awareness as well. Is important.
3: Uh, my mum not particularly elderly, but but gets a little confused at times. Uh, is, is very trusting, and I've kind of managed to come in halfway through, you know, a deal being done. Where you think, mum, no, no, you, you're you're being too, you're you're taking them completely at face value. Someone has turned up at your door, has, is, is trying to sell you something that's too good to be true. Don't sign there and then. I guess is is one of the bits of advice.
24: That's right. I mean, yeah, we. You know, I we've got a few checklists. You know, a few things we would say, give us some know. tips, Mariam. Was the offer unsolicited? Mm. You know, or, or were you looking to have new windows put in? Were you looking for an investment? You know, did you ask someone to come around because you've got some money you want to try and get some better return on? Um, w- why is there a rush? Do you have to respond quickly? You know, why is there a rush? You want time to think about things. Um, talk to someone. You know, get advice. Get independent advice. So why is someone trying to rush you into it? Um, do you have to pay for a prize or a free gift, you know, or um, yeah, admin costs if there's, you know, there's sort of an offer of some money coming along um, and then they start to say, oh, you know, you, you have to help this along a bit, you've got to pay an admin fee. Um, do you have to ring a premium rate number starting with an 09 or a mobile only number? No, not not a, a landline. If things look... I mean, the, the,
3: this scam kind of worked on two levels. One of them uh, were, were cold calls, where people would phone and say, hey, we've got this great deal, just give us your bank details, we'll take five, ten thousand £10,000, and you can invest in wine. Uh, and again, I, I would imagine your advice would be, don't give out your bank details to cold callers.
24: Exactly.
3: But they, it also worked on a second level, in that they had brochures, they had a website, they advertised in the Telegraph. When you see something like that, it... it, it, it looks more legitimate doesn't it
24: that's right that's a lot more difficult and it's sort of getting yeah you know, when you talk about lot and when you talk about large amounts of money of course um you know it's worth getting that independent financial advice but that scam particularly would have would have been a difficult one but but think you know ooh, do i really want to invest is that something i really wanted to invest in or you know have i been approached um, or, you know, is it something I've always wanted to do? You know, don't push into something that, you know, you know something you'd never have thought of in a million years. You
3: know. Marion, do you think older people are slightly mistrustful of banks? It's the cliched image of a pensioner with all their cash stuffed under the, uh, under the mattress. Do they mistrust banks?
24: I don't know if it's a mistrusted bank nowadays, but, the, but one difficulty, of course, is that um, the interest rates are so low um, with any um, sort of normal bank account nowadays or savings account. Um, uh, you know, one time, you know, firms, uh, 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 someone on a pension could have perhaps... Um, topped up their income hmm. from, their in, you know, from their interest rate and from their savings that's not the case now and that's given hardship to a lot of older people so they are looking for ways that they can top up their income now when, when, you know, when the interest rates are so low. And
3: finally Marion if you're concerned about a relative uh, what should you do?
24: Um, well there's um you know, we've we've got this this um booklet, uh, avoiding scams, age UK so so give us you know, give us a call, um and we can um, you know um we can help. Uh, older people, you know, can present an, an attractive target for scammers because they're more likely perhaps to have accessible savings. Hmm. And also they're a bit isolated, something you know, from from and also isolated from the internet perhaps, can't check up on things. Um, but look out for those warning signs, such as unusual amounts of post or evidence of large cash withdrawals, and offer support and advice. Some you know, um, of it's. Uh yeah, older people don't always want to take that advice, and oh yeah, does anybody want to take advice sometimes? But reassure someone that's a common problem so they don't feel silly about it. If something's happened, they don't feel silly about it. But get help. You know, there's, um, there's lots of useful organisations, but you know, give our helpline a call or CAB. Um, and there's plenty of organisations that can help. But certainly our, our leaflet is called Avoiding Scams, um, and if you get onto our helpline, we can send a copy of it out.
3: Marianne, thank you very much indeed. Marian Birch, uh, the chief executive at Age UK, Hertfordshire. I'm I'm keen to find somebody who has uh, invested in these wine, uh, uh wine investments. How does it work? There was a chap on JVS talking about it a couple of months ago. A month ago, he was having trouble with his company, not in any way associated with this company here, but um, they, it, they seem to be very popular. And these, it's sort of uh, a get-rich scheme, and I'm just always suspicious. If it sounds too good to be true, then guess what? It probably ain't true. Have you invested in wine, or invested in something uh, uh, perhaps a little bit unusual? 08459 455. 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, let's get the travel from,
4: yeah, I know, Kelly Betts.
25: Sorry in advance. The M25 anticlockwise is very slow at the moment. That's between Junction 27 of the M11 and Junction 24. Looking at the southbound on the M1 around Junction 10 Luton Airport, that is it's very heavy in the area. And that's uh, up until Junction 9 Redbourne. Uh, M25 anticlockwise in Hertfordshire. Did I already say that? Very slow traffic on the M25 anticlockwise between Junction 21 of the M1 and Junction 20. Um, that's pretty... Pretty much. Ah! It. That's Ian running into Make Me Jump. That's your travel news. More not from me in about 15 minutes time.
3: Thank you, Kelly. Expertly done. Sorry, I've had a breath now. Morning, it's 7.16. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your headlines on Thursday, the 24th of October. Police say elderly people were conned out of their life savings by a company based in Milton Keynes which pretended to sell expensive wine from France. The National Union of Teachers has accused the Barnfield Federation in Luton of of putting profit before its pupils. The finances of the education group are being officially investigated. The weather will be dry today with sunny spells and light winds. Coming up, we'll be talking about the changes to a Hemel-Hempstead bus service. Local and indeed what I like to call vocal.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: We were just getting a, a call on our uh, travel hotline. Gabriel, good morning, Gabriel. Good morning. Good morning, hello? Uh, hello. So where, where are you calling from? The future?
20: <laughs> no, I'm driving home at the moment.
3: OK, what would you like to say?
20: Well, the queue's on in one they're because there's a broken down car between 9 and 8 on the lane. between
3: lane. No, between where? 9 and... 8 Jackson, Jackson 9 Jackson yes Gabriel could you do me a favour yeah could you say I have come to take over your planet and kill all of you
11: no, I can't
5: say that. OK, Gabriel, thank you very much. Saturdays on BBC Three Counties Radio are about...
1: Six minutes past six, starting your Saturday morning. Let's get stuck straight into the news.
20: Memories. Let's begin
17: with the UK charts from this day. 1980.
13: Food. My Weekend Kitchen brings you delicious, simple recipes for you to make at home. Sport. Live commentary every week from your local team.
5: And local unsigned music. BBC Introducing,
7: bringing new local music to Beds high Bucks.
5: For full programme details, go online to bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Saturdays on BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Catherine Boyle, is there any sign of Nadine Doris?
15: Uh, unfortunately not.
3: Oh, we need, what we need to do is, we need to go, and I like Nadine, this isn't an anti-Dorris bash, OK, I, I think she's good. Let's, we need to go back through all the past shows and count up how many times she's let us down like this.
15: She needs it. We could buy her an alarm clock.
3: (laughs) We could do that. I'm sure she's a very, very busy lady, but naughty. Naughty. Now, changes to a Hemel-Hempstead bus service has left some elderly people in the town struggling to get to their local doctor's surgery. The number one Arriva bus, which travels from Bennett's End, has changed its service from operating four buses per hour to just one. Well, since then, the elderly people who live in the flats in Langley Avenue can't get to their doctor and have been trying to speak to the council ever since with no response. Well, we sent Justin Deely to uh, down to meet one of the residents. Good morning, Justin. Hello, Ian.
17: Justin, what, what's going on here? Well, I've been to meet Elizabeth Price. Now, she's been trying to get answers since the end of July when this service changed. She's so frustrated that she's had to pick up the phone and come to us. Now, according to Elizabeth, the doctor's surgery is around three quarters of a mile from the bus stop on Lay's Road, which is up a hill. So a number of people there, they can't walk up the hill, or they can't afford a taxi to the surgery. Of
3: course you can't, taxis are expensive.
17: They are very expensive. So I spoke to Elizabeth yesterday. She's very angry that her two local councillors haven't got back to her over her concerns. Here's what she had to say.
21: <laughs> they're like snow and a mist when you need them. They're never around. Sorry, but we haven't seen Heidener have them since the last election, when they're all over us like a rash. They're conspicuous by their absence, and they don't even have the courtesy to return our phone calls, for well, mine in particular... In regards to Mr Mahmud, I must have left about 12 messages on his answer phone and the other lady about two or three. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Blooming annoyed, that's for sure. As I said, they're all always like a rash at election time, but when you actually want them to take up the cudgel for you, they're conspicuous by their absence. Some people may say, well, you know, in the
17: grand scheme of things, it's quite a small issue. But in saying that, this is important to you and other people that you've been talking to.
21: Absolutely, and the people who used the service when there were four in the hour, it was well used.
17: So it wasn't a case of the buses being empty or anything like that?
21: No, but if you go to Benesend Shops, about, there's a number two which goes in the other direction, and there seemed to be every five minutes, which is ludicrous. And there used to be every 15 minutes, and suddenly you get a number two which is going every five minutes, with another one behind waiting to go. And we in this particular area can't even get one, apart from the one in the hour. And friends of yours, what are they saying about this? Neighbours and the residents that I meet, don't know them all by name, but they're of the same opinion as I am. That it's just not good enough that we're the neglected few. What would you
17: say to any of our listeners who say, the doctor's surgery's not that far away, it's less than a mile, can't you just get a taxi?
21: If you, the minimum charge you'll get a taxi for is £5. How many taxis can you get on a pension? How often can you get £5 for a taxi? You can't. You'll have to go without something else.
17: And just lastly, uh, you've had to come to us because you are so frustrated that you're getting nowhere. You are phoning your local councillors and they haven't responded to you. What is your message to to the Borough Council? Because, Elizabeth, I guarantee you right now
21: they will be listening to you. What is your direct message to them? Get some action. You know, I I only thought of going to you yesterday, even though I listened to your programme, uh, when a lady said to me, um, I'm thinking of taking it up with three counties radio to get things done. And I said, you've hit, hit the nail right on the head. Yes, they do. And so I said, well, I'm going to give them a ring. I've got nothing to lose. And perhaps we've got something to gain. Hence, I'm talking to you.
3: Well, there you go, Justin. Um, we, 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 there is more to this story as well. Let me just uh, g- kind of uh, announce where we are at the moment. We've tried to speak to Councillor Sukhlin Mahmood and Councillor Joanne Wickstead from Decorum Borough Council. But to be honest, Justin, we haven't had much luck Mm. uh, after speaking to my team yesterday and giving their promise to get back to us. So they promised to get back to us by 4.45pm last night. Everyone
17: in the council press office had left for the day with no attempt to answer our questions. Mm. I mean, at this moment in time, I don't think the Borough Council are particularly happy with us over our coverage about the Old Town. But if they made a promise to get back, they should get back. Tough.
3: Get back to us, and, and as, as uh, Elizabeth said in that package, people come to Three Counties Radio because we get things done, and we do. We don't listen. We don't take uh, the people not returning our calls lying down. We keep calling. We go around and knock on doors. We've got a statement from Arriva buf- uh, buses. They've said we only make changes to improve the service of our bus routes, and only take those vehicles out of action that do not have a high usage. Arriva would be happy to discuss any changes to the service with Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth, and give her full reasons as to why these changes have been made. Interesting, they say we only make changes to improve the
17: service of our bus route. Who's who's saying it's improving it? I mean, Elizabeth was saying in that piece there that the the, the buses on that particular route, they were always busy. Now, what I can tell you, I know that Elizabeth is is hopefully on the line, in the last 20 minutes here, and I have spoken to Suklain Mahmood, the councillor in that piece, who Elizabeth made reference to, she left 12 voicemails. Sadly, he can't come on the programme live this morning. Sorry, why? He's in Newcastle, and he's preparing for a business meeting. He he can't come on the phone for no, five minutes, no, he can't. Apparently, he's about to go into the shower. He but can't. C- hang on a minute,
3: hmm. Suklima Mood. He's a councillor. He is. Okay, to Corinburgh Council. Yes. He can't come on the phone for five minutes no, he has and a full-time explain, job. explain to me why, why... Elizabeth, you are on the line. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning. He can't come on the phone for five minutes and explain why uh, Elizabeth Price has, has called him 12 times and he's not called back once. He can't come on and explain why his team promised our questions will be answered yesterday and no one got back to us.
17: He's too busy. But what he did say... Disgusting. What he did say was that he's got a problem with his home phone, so he's not quite sure if voicemails are there or not. This is a councillor saying that. So what he's done, he has assured me, he's given me his personal email address, and he said to me that if I send on Elizabeth's telephone number, he guarantees me that he will call her today off the back of that meeting so Elizabeth can hopefully raise those concerns with her local councillor, which he's been trying to do since the end of July. Okay, Elizabeth, what's your reaction to that?
3: I won't hold my breath would you be happy for Justin to, to email your telephone and contact details to uh, Mr. Mahmood? I haven't got email don't, don't worry we're, we're, Justin will send yes, uh, Justin yes, will send the email to, to Councillor Mahmood, and ah. uh, and hopefully yeah
24: absolutely,
3: well, yes he'll well he's promised he'll call you back today
24: well as I said I won't hold my breath I couldn't even get hold of this you've managed to contact him I was beginning to wonder if he existed.
17: No, he does exist. Um, he's in a hotel room in Newcastle, but, but let's give him the benefit of the doubt for the time being. You know, you've tried him 12 times, you're so frustrated you've had to come to, to your local radio station. He has assured me if I send that email before 8 o'clock this morning with your telephone number, he will call you off the back of that meeting and you will actually have that conversation about your concerns over the bus route. Right, a couple of things here. Elizabeth, w- would it be okay if we spoke to you tomorrow morning just to check that
3: Councillor Mahmood has called you back? Absolutely, Would that yes. be OK? And say uh, thank you very much and thank you for coming to us this morning. Justin, that's excellent if he does that. Mm-hmm. Not good enough, though. I want him on the show.
17: Well, again, in that email, I should put that offer to him. And, you know, this morning, yes, we phoned him. It was, what, five past seven? And, you know, I appreciate he's got a full-time job. So, uh, tomorrow, we've got 24 hours notice. Yep. Let's get Councillor Mahmood live on the programme. Why not?
3: Bearing in mind that uh, my team spoke uh, to people at the Cranberry Council yesterday and they promised they would get back to us. They broke that promise. Promise, uh, I want him to come on, I want him to explain the changes in the bus route. Uh, more pertinently, I want him to explain to me, on air, and the listeners, why he
17: has ignored or not received uh, uh, Elizabeth's 12 phone calls. It's his chance to put the record straight, but, you know, we've got to be impartial. But looking at the facts here, it
24: doesn't look good. Can I just say something? Of course, you can, Elizabeth. Um, he has a full-time job, and I appreciate that. But he had that job when he was um, canvassing, and we saw yeah. him
3: like a rash then. He's a he's a counsellor. He's a counsellor. Whether he has a full-time, if if he can't cope with doing both, he needs to, you know, you would need to, to leave one. He's a counsellor. He's uh, uh, answerable to you, Elizabeth. He's answerable to me and Justin. Uh, and he he's promised he'll speak to you today, and uh, we'll speak to you tomorrow and find out what happened. Lovely.
24: Thank you very
3: much. Thank indeed. you very much for getting in touch with us, Elizabeth. Uh, I'll spread the word to the other pensioners. Please do. Thank you very much. And Justin, yeah, let's get on the show tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I shall put that call in
17: again right now. And, um, no excuses, really. Great stuff, mate. Thank you very much. By the way... Yes. I've had a little heads up. <laughs> oh, little, where's this going? Well, no, I've had, had a little heads up from mm. a
3: producer Catherine Boyle, who came over the intercom with a very bizarre message. She said, mm. uh, we just had Justin on the, on the line. You. Yeah. And he said... All right, Calf. all right, girls, <laughs> I have got a pucker recording of a kiddie singing Jolene. When do you want it? <laughs> yes. When do you want it? When do you want it, yeah. Well, my, my
17: reaction was, we'll have it at half past nine, please. What? Why on earth? What? What? What is it? Well, you were talking about Dolly Parton earlier on, weren't you? Well, we. Pl- yes. Yes. And uh, Teresa phoned the newsroom and said, I've got this great clip of my grandchild singing Jolene. I said, oh. really, is it that good? Yeah. Is it? Is it awful, but you're just saying it's good because it's your grandchild? She played it to me down the phone. Yeah. and it's wonderful, so, so hopefully after 7.30, you'll be talking to Teresa. Fingers crossed. Yeah, and uh, hopefully she's not in Newcastle for a meeting <laughs> and uh, she'll be playing you that clip, so Teresa, answer your phone, let's get you live across beds, hearts and bugs, playing that clip of your grandchild, it's Justin wonderful. Dealey, thank you very much indeed, that's great right to look for that's what we call it in the business, a little
3: throw forward, people turn off at quarter, sort of quarter past, quarter to and half past but now that we've, we've thrown forward to uh, Theresa and indeed possibly Dennis may be coming up, who knows you won't be able to switch off during the travel and the news, will you? Of course not. Here's
4: Bill. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Thursday morning's rush hour
10: started with the M25 very slow now from the m 121 21 up to Kings Langley and the M1 London Bound just caught this on the cameras actually from Luton Airport Junction 10 up to Redbourne Junction 9 uh, you've got plenty of company along that stretch going to pick it up for Harpenden now slow looking slow St Albans Road major over to course that's in both directions by the way by Station Road and Stephen it's a little bit busy now between the football grounds and the A1M public transport if you're on your way to the trains all looking fine including London Bound journeys Bill Sheldon
0: Half past seven, I'm Lee new. The headlines, police say nearly 200 people have been scammed by a Milton Keynes-based company which claimed to sell top-price wine from France. Many customers handed over their life savings to worldwide wine investments, but got nothing in return. The National Union of Teachers has accused the Barnfield Federation in Luton of putting profit before its pupils. The finances of the Education Group, which runs a number of colleges and academies, is being investigated by the government. And a company from Bedford has Has come up with a new phone app to keep passengers safe at night when using a taxi. People can enter the vehicle's registration number, which is then tracked online until it reaches its destination. The weather will be pretty dry with sunny spells and light winds today. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius. That's 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yaya Toure wants UEFA to take action against racial abuse during Manchester City's match against CSKA Moscow in the Champions League last night. The midfielder says he heard monkey chants and pointed them out to the referee during the match. Toure believes that guilty fans should be banned from football.
1: Try to be strong as possible because uh, otherwise we could, they will continue like that. You know, Maybe ban the stadium, I don't know, for a couple of years or maybe uh, for a couple of months And uh, because... I think after that, the club, they said, okay, we have to educate the fans, but I think it's enough, you know, it's enough. Too much is too much.
0: Well, City beat CSKA Moscow 2-1 in that match. Meanwhile, at Old Trafford, Manchester United beat Real Sociedad 1-0 to stay top of their group. Crystal Palace have confirmed they have their eye on Tony Pulis to take on the vacant manager role at the club. Ian Holloway left the side yesterday by mutual consent after less than a year in charge. Co-chairman Steve Parrish says the club needs someone with more experience of top flight football.
13: Ian would have done anything for the club. He would have happily stayed on and... and and carried on giving his best, but he he genuinely feels that somebody with a bit more
14: experience of this league, because we don't have an infrastructure as a club really to help him, you know, we really need somebody to come in and and, and, and that's got knowledge of the league and and see if we can't put some points together and, and give ourselves a chance of staying up.
0: In tennis, Serena Williams has recorded her second victory of the week at the WTA Championships against Agnieszka Radvanska, but the world number two Victoria Azarenka has been beaten by Helena Jankovic. And the Shanghai Golf Masters has started this morning, where world number six Rory McIlroy and fourth-ranked Henrik Stenson head the field. Buckinghamshire's Luke Donald and Wobens Ian Poulter also take part in the eighteen pounds series. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at eight o'clock. Call 08459 455 555.
24: BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning!
4: Lots coming up in the next 30 minutes.
3: Um, we've had some texts here on the subject of uh, buses being removed and councillors not getting back in touch with us. And um, just to say, we are def- uh, going to do our best to try and get uh, Councillor Sukla Mahmood on the show. We were promised yesterday our questions will be answered. They weren't. So we shall follow that story uh, very closely. Uh, Some texts. um, Helen Milton-Keene says, Five years ago, Arriva removed the number nine route, which served two local GP surgeries. Same results as for residents that have contacted you today. When I challenged this decision, as bus was well used, and asked if they'd surveyed passenger usage, I was informed that Arriva does not have to survey services when making decisions regarding bus routes and had no intention of doing so. Seems their attitude to passengers has not changed during that time. Um... Dennis is on the line. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning to you. Did you hear the results of the vote yesterday?
14: No, but I got the results. Somebody put a prepaid funeral thing through my door.
3: Well, well, uh, let's not jump that gun uh, uh, too prematurely. But basically, we voted yes, sir, on whether Dennis should be allowed to come on once a week, should be limited to once a week, or could he come on any time he wants? And uh, people said, yes, Dennis, you can come on any time you want. Shall I play the fanfare?
26: Yes, please. (laughs)
14: Is that it? Would you like it again? No, it sounds like that person who said, I've got a whining voice. That sounds like a good t- fanfare for me. Yeah. That's
3: that's your triumphant fanfare.
14: I got that's very good.
3: Yeah. It's, it's excellent. Thank you very much.
14: You're very welcome. What can Thanks, I do for you? All my guests, people who voted for me, those who didn't vote for me, just turn the radio. off.
3: Okay, good lad. What can I do for you?
14: I just said um, that's what I got yesterday. I got this prepaid funeral thing through the door. Oh yeah, that's a which sw- and it was something through the door. You can come through the letterbox. So somebody walked round to my house and stuck it through the door.
3: Do you mean they stuck it through the door?
14: Yes, well, through the letterbox. So it did go through the letterbox? Yes,
3: that's right. So this is one of those things where you can pay for your funeral in in advance?
14: Yes, but I've already done it, so I don't need to have arranged (sighs) for the fire brigade and everybody.
3: That's a jolly thing, isn't it? Pay pay for your funeral. I'm not paying for my funeral. My family can scrabble their pennies together and pay for it for me.
14: Oh, I I wouldn't put that on my... I've got a smashing family. They look after us. Like anything, so this is the one thing that I want to do for myself. Okay, well. yep. So, apart from that, the wine business.
3: Oh, yes, there, there, there has been a scam that uh, has allegedly been based in Milton Keynes, yep. uh, where, where elderly people and other vulnerable people have invested tens of thousands of pounds yep. uh, investing in wine. Uh, it's all a scam, but, but people do this, they invest in wine these days.
14: But why? Because it's going to be more expensive to drink sour, sour water, that's all wine is really. And the other day in the mail, that again, the mail again, seven thousand pounds for a bottle of wine. Yeah. Now, what idiot? It was going to drink it.
3: Well, there w- but there, no, there there will be idiots.
14: I know, but Who, who drink, who's going it. To drink it? You're at the you're at the end of a long column of people putting money onto wine. It, so in the end, somebody has to drink it.
3: What's the most expensive uh, wine you've ever had? About £3.50. I once... i tell you this story now, and I tell it with embarrassment. I was a different person at the time. I was also earning, if I can speak frankly, I was also earning a lot of money, OK? It was television money, so it was silly. It was pretend money. I once, to impress uh, a girl, bought a $400 bottle of wine from 1964. I know, I know, ridiculous! <laughs> and do you know how it tasted? <laughs> Flipping awful. Sour walk. Oh, it was sour and it was dusty. <laughs> it was horrible. Never do that again. No. She wasn't that impressed.
14: No, I did try, try to impress somebody with wine. We were at a, a dinner party, and uh, the chap came along, uncorked the wine, you see, and I, 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 I had a sip. And uh, and he, he did the old business of sniffing at the cork, the, the, the Simonier, I think they call them. And uh, I said, "That's no, not bad wine. He said, what do you expect for three and six? <laughs>
3: hey, you see, it's an old money <laughs> joke. I'm laughing, I don't get it. Now, you've also called in about the Beatles and the Stones.
14: Yes, the Beatles... Uh, Yes, but the latest bit, the, the oldest Beatle now, Bruce. Um, Bruce? No, not Bruce. Bruce, Paul. The,
3: Bruce oh. wasn't in the Beatles very long, was Paul. he? He kind he sort of left yeah. Yeah. No, just Paul. before they got really big.
14: I didn't like the Beatles. I don't think much. Paul
3: is the oldest Beatle now. I don't think he's ever been the oldest Beatle. Isn't Ringo the oldest Beatle now?
14: I don't know. He's well away now. But yeah. however, I... He'll be catching up with you soon. What do you mean? He'll have a job. I'll be gone long before he catches
3: Well, luckily up. you've prepaid for it all. I, yes, bet, I bet right.
14: Ringo and Paul haven't prepaid for theirs. Well, I hope they've got a fire brigade with them. as they
3: well. They don't think to the future, do they? That's the problem with these well, pop that's
14: stars. It. As I say, I've, I've been arranged for the fire brigade. So because when they burn me, I've got so much fat and wine in me, it'll take them three weeks to put me out. There you go. You see. Um, no, no. I listened to uh, the Paul the other night. He's made a new record called Kisses on the Bottom.
3: Well, that, yeah, he made that new record. That was about three years ago.
14: Yeah. Was it? Oh, well, I only saw it the other day on television. He, he's made
3: all... a newer record now called New.
14: Has he? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. No, but I, but I say I was much more impressed with his talking singing than I have done with his twanging his guitar.
3: You don't like him twanging his guitar?
14: Not particularly. Oh. I didn't like the Beatles very much. They were a bit brash.
3: You didn't like the Beatles? No. Brash?
14: Yeah, that's well, yes, right. What did you think of the Stones then? Well, that, that, as far as the white dress is the only thing I can remember.
3: <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. Well, no, Dennis, uh, it's, Dennis, I know uh, I'm winding up now.
14: Are you? Uh, goodbye. Yeah, yeah, thank
3: you. Bye bye. That was all good, wasn't it? Peter's in warmer green. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Peter. What can I do for you?
11: Well, when you go out to a restaurant anyway, <laughs> a bottle of wine really should be open twenty four hours before anyway. So uh, I can't see quite how you can have a bottom wine that's just been opened and and get a full flavour anyway. So
3: are you suggesting, Peter, that we pop down to um, our, our local fancy restaurant? Whatever that may be, yeah. uh, and uh, on a Tuesday, and we order a bottle of wine, and then we say, right, <clears throat> keep that to one side, open. We'll be back tomorrow, and uh, we'll drink it with the food.
11: No, I'm just saying the, the the situation is a con, really, because you should open a bottle of wine and let it breathe. But not for <laughs> twenty four hours. Well, yes, you drink it, open it one day, and drink it the following day at home. <laughs>
3: oh, I say, well, you possibly. It tastes much. You
11: could possibly, it, it you could possibly do that. Yeah, it's not
3: very nice wine, is it?
11: Well, it depends what sort of wine you, you're buying. I mean, I take a lot of Merlot, and and uh, I don't go for the expensive ones. I go for the ones always on special offer.
3: How much Merlot do you drink, Peter?
11: I drink probably about a bottle a week. Okay, well, that's not so bad. And uh, furthermore, I've got about six or seven that are really good, and yeah. that I've picked from supermarkets, and and they children on a, and a special offer, I don't buy
3: them. Hey, what's the thing with wine now? It don't, they don't have corks in anymore. They're all screw tops.
11: well, that was a myth anyway, really.
3: Well, when I was a kid, if you were a kid, when I was a young
11: man, if you bought screw top wine, that was considered cheap. <laughs> yes, it was, but I mean, if, you're, if you think in terms of where they get the corks from, the trees, then...
3: Uh, I think they clean them, though, before they... they oh, yes. They would but, uh, Do corks they, grow on they're, trees? They're,
11: there are fewer and fewer of those type of trees anyway. Do corks grow on trees? Yeah. Do they? Yeah, it's part of a tree.
3: Oh, I've never <laughs> seen that. How funny.
11: Uh, Peter, what do you think
3: about all this coverage of the royal babies? Is it, is it a bit too much?
11: It's given me a nasty, nasty rash already.
3: Peter, well, if, if I were you, I'd go and, put some, uh, go and put a bit of cream on your old bot bot. That's what I would do, if I were you. Shall we have a quick look at the front pages of the newspapers? Yes, why not? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. The Independent. Uh, oh, there's a jolly story. Marines murdered man live on camera. Court-martial sees graphic footage of execution of injured Taliban fighter. Our soldiers doing inappropriate things in battle zones? No, really? Really? A prisoner was murdered in cold blood in Afghanistan by a Royal Marines patrol After they'd found him lying injured and helpless in a field, a court-martial has heard. Footage of the alleged battlefield execution of the Taliban fighter in Helmand two years ago was recorded by the helmet camera of one of the alleged killers and shown to the proceedings at a military tribunal in Bulford, Wiltshire. yesterday. I'm going to read something that's not particularly pleasant. But I think it's worth reading. No, I'm not going to read that, actually. I'm not going to read that. That's horrible. And also it's got the C-bomb on it. The C-bomb is on the front page of uh, of The Independent. Um, it goes in to describe what the, the uh, soldier allegedly does. Um, it, okay, well, what a horrible story. It goes on to describe what he does, allegedly does, and what he allegedly says to the gentleman before he shoots him. He then turns to his uh, colleagues and says, Obviously, this don't go anywhere, fellas. I've just broken the Geneva Convention. Oh, it's horrible. I, I can't read that paragraph out. That's uh, actually quite upsetting. The Daily Telegraph. The perfect prince. Hey, look at that. There's a picture of a prince and there's a picture of the princess. And there's lots of pictures. This, go, this goes on for three, four, five, five. The first five pages are of Prince George. A little bit too much. Let's do one more, then we'll, uh, then we'll take a call. Let's go to the Times. It's a souvenir edition. Does anybody keep these souvenir editions... Am I right in thinking, yes, I am. The souvenir cover is of a much thicker paper than the rest of the newspaper. Well, that's silly, isn't it? Gorgeous George. You can see right up his nose. Oh 08459 455 555. Teresa's on the line. Good morning, Teresa. Hi. What have you got for us?
20: Um, my grandson singing Jolene. You'll love this.
3: Oh, well, let's hear it then.
20: OK.
2: Oh! Um. Jolene. 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 Jolene, no.
26: Jolene.
2: Jolene. No. You do it then. No. Jolene. Jolene. Then no. no. what? Do properly. Jolene.
26: Jolene. <laughs> Jolene. 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 <laughs>
3: Say A. That's it. In, well, excellent. St- how old is he? Twenty five months. Now, does he know the thing, excellent choruses, does he know any of the verses? No. <laughs> oh. No, not yet. Can he do um, nine to five? That's uh, one of my favourites. He's going to do that next time, is he? Yeah. Is he
2: a bit of a Dolly fan? Uh,
24: well, I don't know. We've got to get out
2: got to get him out of it
3: before he starts school we think we're no. going to get him on to Reeves. Reeves. Uh, oh he's, he's going to be uh, brought up in the country style <laughs> good for you though no? good for you to get get him to go and educate some of those other kids about what real music is teresa yeah great teresa thank you very much indeed there you go you see wonderful wonderful stuff isn't it nice it's one of the joys of having children is you can get them to sing songs and uh, record it excellent teresa thank you very much for that if you want to give us a call, 8 459 555 If you want to see a picture of a spider on a bald man's head, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Seriously, it's up there. It looks good. Yeah, we're, not, we're not going to phone and what's fallen on your head, Catherine. We're not, well, no, we're not going to do a phone-in is what's falling
15: on you. Really? Is that what you think? Things fall on people's heads. It's a universal. It's one of those great universal things that happen.
3: I tell you what, OK, this, this, your, your job hangs on this, OK? <laughs> let's, let's, you set it up. You set, you set up the stall. and Hang on a second. You set up the stall. I guarantee we will get no calls on this. We will get no calls on this at all. OK. okay. So, away you go. Set to it up.
15: Prove him wrong. Steve is a milkman. In the course of his work, a spider landed on his head. What's landed on your head?
5: 08459-455-555.
4: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio
26: out
10: to the motorways, a bit of a slow one, London bound, from Dunstable, Junction 11, up to Junction 9, Redbourne, you're queuing right now on my sensors, M25, anti-clockwise, Kings Langley, right up to Junction 16, for the M40, which itself is looking slow now, this is heading northbound, towards Oxford, uh, from the start of the motorway, which of course is the Denham roundabout, heavy traffic now for the A1M, that's heading southbound, between Junction 8, up towards Junction 7 for Stephenish, Stephenish FC, but by the way, playing this coming Saturday, 3 o'clock, they take your on Crawley Town, might get busy for Broughtal Railway, we have the Lamek Stadium and the public transport right now looking absolutely fine for those trade services. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Bill, thank you very much. You keep working on those biceps, young man. Now,
3: Catherine Boyle has set out a challenge there. I don't think we'll get any phone calls on it. The phones haven't exactly gone electric. What has fallen on your head? I know, listen, I've been doing this kind of job for ten years. No-one's going to call in with this. No-one. What's fallen on your head? 08459 455 555 Catherine's job hangs in the balance. <laughs> Right, 7.46. It's Thursday, the 24th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police say elderly people uh, were conned out of their life savings by a company based in Milton Keynes, which pretended to sell expensive wine from France. The National Union of Teachers has accused the Barnfield Federation in Luton of putting profit before its pupils. The finances of the education group are currently under investigation. And coming up, we'll be catching up with one of the women who complained about heavy-handed treatment by Hart's police. She should have heard from the police by now. We'll find out how she has in a few minutes. Don't forget to give us a call uh, with your stories of what's fallen on your head. No one will. No one's going to call in. 08459 four double five five double five. But now let's get the weather with... Yeah, that's
25: right. It's Kelly Betts. Ha-ha! <laughs> It's hearts and bucks weather.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
25: Good morning. It's fine and dry with some sunshine today. Rain early tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. What, what's going on with all our hired hands? I don't hands? know, we're having um, problems with our ISDN box.
3: Technical problems at BBC Three Counties Radio. Who'd have thought of I such know. a thing? Thank you very much, Kelly. Almost expertly done, but not
5: quite. BBC Three Counties Radio. You have no idea what it's like for the businesses up here. Local and... We're at the situation where we
14: cannot pay invoices that were due in August and as a result we cannot buy stock for the Christmas trade.
6: Across Beds, Hearts and Bucks. I mean I've lived here 30 odd years, but you can't go out no more. You used to go down the bingo, you don't go anywhere.
7: People on planes who are really large should pay for two seats because they take up all the space.
5: Local and vocal. Across Beds, Hearts and Bucks, this is BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Oh, 08459 five, 455 double, 555 double, is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR is the uh, telephone number. Catherine, looking a little bit embarrassing for you, isn't it? No-one's no called in with the what's Fader fallen one, on your head.
15: Fader, what?
3: Sorry, sorry, what was that?
15: <laughs> I'm a bit busy taking all these
20: phone calls. Can you go to Fader 1, please?
3: OK, let's see who, who's on Fade. Good morning, Fader 1. Who's this? Jane
20: Aylesbury.
3: Good morning, Jane Aylesbury. What can I do for you?
20: Um, bird pup has landed on my head.
3: You're not calling in for Catherine's what's fallen on your head nonsense, are you? Yeah. Oh, my God, I didn't think we'd get anybody. Okay, right, fair play. We've got one call. Well done. When did bird poop fall on your head?
20: I was coming out of a hospital, um, and it
11: just landed, and it was, like, disgusting. It was... Yeah.
3: It's not like... People say... It's lucky, don't they, if bird poop falls on your head?
20: It's not when you go to an appointment afterwards.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> did, um, did, did you manage to get it out?
20: Uh, yeah, after a bit of a struggle.
3: Okay. But... Well, Jane, thank you very much indeed. You see, Catherine, we've had one phone call. We've had one phone call from one person who's had something falling on their head. Not brilliant, is it? Fader 2. Huh? Uh, who's on Fader 2? Who's this? Hello? Hello, who are you? It's Jess. Hello, Jess. What, what can I do? Are you, being, are, you,
7: are you being attacked by loads of birds? What's going on? Um, well, I'm talking about things that fall on my head. Yeah, go um, on. I go, every time I go into my indoor aviary, the uh, birds flick millet on my head, and they fall on my head as well.
3: What, the, the, okay. How many birds have you got? It sounds like hundreds. I've got
7: 50 at the moment.
3: Flipping heck. Why?
7: Yeah. Well, I breed them. Oh, okay. Fairly. Um, I am building an outside Avery for them at the moment, but it's all in process process at the moment. Are
3: they in your house? They're in my lounge. Oh, no, Jez. (laughs) You're like one of those women that have got three or more cats. That's... how can you live like that? Well, I can get used to it. How can you watch Cash in the Attic or EastEnders
7: without I don't ra- watch a lot of telly. My wife does. We, 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 if we switch all the lights down, they go to sleep, so it's not too bad. But uh, I don't watch a lot of telly anyway, because most of it's rubbish
3: anyway. Listen, I'll, I'll give you that there. Just be quiet for a second, Jess. Let's, let's just have a little listen. That would drive me nuts. Do they all have names? Uh, yes, the, uh, they, all, they all have names, believe it or not. Do you know all of their names? Pretty much, yes. Give us your five favourite ones. My
7: five favourite... Well, I've got a new one, a baby one that I'm keeping. One of the, one of the latest babies. His name's Bertie. Right. Uh, I've got Rocky. He's one of the first ones I had. I've got Crunchy. He was the very first one that I had. Yeah. Um, I've also got Peach. She's one of the first ones that I ever had. And I've also got... Um, Lucky, he's the first ha- one that I hand-reared myself.
3: Right, there's a fire in your house, Jez. <laughs> the house is burning down. You can only save one of those birds. Which one are you going to save? Oh, God, I couldn't answer that one. I'm trying you, to get them all You've out. got to answer <laughs> it. You can only save one, Jez. I'm sorry to paint this horrible picture, but quickly, the I, flames are I, lapping. I'd
7: probably, I'd probably get Lucky out, because he was the first one I ever... My, ever, my first ever one that I hand-reared. And you'd let baby. the
3: other 49 just perish? Well, I wouldn't. I'd try and save good them. Of you. course I would. Jez, you're a good sport. Thank you very much for coming. <laughs> what a racket! There you go, Catherine, well done. So your Fader topic... Fader one.
15: Sorry? Fader one. Who's
3: this? Hello? Hello? Hello, who are you? Oh, I'm Sarah. Hello, Sarah. You've not called in about this what's fallen on your head nonsense, have you? I
20: have, yeah.
3: Really? Yeah. Please tell me it's not bird poop. No,
20: no, 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 far better than that. Oh. La saucepan. Oh, what, sorry? Le Cruzier
3: saucepan. Oh, that's... Now, for, for those who don't... Obviously, I know what a Le Cruzier saucepan is, but there might be some people listening who don't. What is it?
20: They're incredibly heavy cast iron um, that makes of um, saucepans and griddles and all the rest of it.
3: How did that fall on your head?
20: Um, I was working as a nanny for a very posh family and they'd gone away for a week and um, a kitchen had been fitted whilst I'd been in charge of the house and I was putting everything back where it needed to be. Yeah. And I'm very, very short and I was attempting to get a Le Creuset saucepan up onto her one of those hanging hook things, yeah. and missed, and oh. it fell on my head.
3: Was it one of those? Because l- listen, head um, the uh, knocks can be, um, well, they're very painful. But sometimes it, it's delayed pain, isn't it? You, it? It hits you, you think, oh, I got away with that. Oh no, I didn't. W- what was the pain like?
20: I have no idea because the minute it made contact with my head, it knocked me out. <laughs> oh,
3: you were knocked out.
20: <laughs> yes. And how uh, did, were you on your own? Did someone I was on my own? Yes.
3: Any idea how long you were out for?
20: i have no idea at all all i remember is sort of staggering to the house next door that had equally posh people in it sort of muttering incoherently and taking my hand away from my head and blood sort of dropping oh through it.
3: sarah well l- listen I'm, i hope everything's all right now with your head are you, are you? Yeah, it
20: was some 20 years ago so i think i probably recovered okay
3: well sarah thank you very much for that oh dearie dearie me this is taking a very macabre turn. Well, well, OK, so, so Catherine put out a rather shoddy topic. We've got three calls. Faded two. Sorry? Faded two. Oh, you're having a laugh. Who's this? <laughs> Hi, it's Ruth from High Wycombe. Hello, Ruth from High Wycombe. Do you don't know Jez, do you, from High Wycombe?
2: Uh, yeah, he's my husband. Oh, is he? <laughs> yes.
3: Ruth, now listen, Jez can't hear us. He's, he's in that room with all those flipping birds. I know. How annoying is it? Very. Why do you allow 50 birds in your house?
2: Um, well, I enjoy it, um, but it annoys me when EastEnders comes on and they don't shut up.
3: Oh, no, hang on. Jez says that you, d- you lot don't watch much TV because there's not much on.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I watch EastEnders. I like EastEnders. But you can guarantee as soon as the theme tune comes on, they get ten times louder.
3: Well, they get excited, of course. They want to see what's happening to Dirty Den and oh, Angie. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> well. Uh,
3: but so so you've got these... Does it not... Does your living room not stink?
2: Um, no, he's actually very good. He cleans them out every day near enough, and um, the floors kept clean because he hoovers. But um, as I he said, we're moving them out the back, so I'm going to get my lounge back.
3: Yeah, he'll, he'll no, no, Ruth. Listen, I'm a bloke. He'll find something else. No,
2: no, no. He yeah.
3: will find something else <laughs> to put in there. <laughs> so does he? Sorry, he lets them
2: fly around. Oh yeah, would they come oh, out oh, they oh, the aviary and fly around Oh no, not all together. Not all fifty of
3: them. Oh okay.
2: You know, maybe sort of 49 of them. Oh, really? <laughs> well, no, That we do it in sort of stages, so probably a maximum of about 10 at a time.
3: Now, um, Ruth Jez, very cu- very coldly, I thought. I was I was surprised by his cold-heartedness. He said if there was a fire uh, in your house, he would save Lucky. Yeah. thought it was a little bit cruel on the other ones there, Jez. Which one would you save, Ruth, or would you be starting the fire?
2: <laughs> no, no, um, probably Lucky as well.
3: Yeah, Lucky. What's so special about this Lucky?
2: Um, well, he was the first one that dead bread but also um, he was like we had to hand feed him like with a syringe you know um, had to sort of feed him maybe sort of two, three hours oh, Ruth. right at the beginning and he, he's very sweet and as the song says you know um, up all night to get lucky well,
3: well I, I, I don't think that they were talking about budgery guards there no, no, uh, but the daft punk but they may have been <laughs> Ruth listen I, th- thank you for calling in I couldn't, I couldn't listen I like animals. we've got a cat who's wonderful we've got a bunny Benjamin Bunnett Oh, but, uh, did something fall on your head, Ruth? Yeah,
20: raindrops. Oh,
3: oh for goodness sakes. So right, that doesn't count. OK.
15: What about this text from Andrew in Windsor? Go on. Prince Andrew. 3CR, my morning... Uh, morning. My colleague was putting something in a cupboard in the office and had a nine-inch computer speaker land on his head. Needless to say, it hurt. Prince Andrew in Windsor.
3: OK, so you've got phone calls and you've got people contacting us.
15: Yeah. Things fall on people's heads, stat. Yeah. You should know this. You've been doing this long enough. You yeah. know that that's a great phoner.
3: 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Hazel's in Welland. Hazel, nothing's fallen on your head, has it? No. Good.
24: This is going to be very boring
2: after all that.
3: <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know, to be honest.
2: <laughs> I was just saying, I the, the little
22: boy who sang... Oh, well, yes, he was singing Jolene. <laughs> <laughs> um, how come
2: a two-year-old has suddenly become 25 months? If you ask um, me how old I am, oh. I'm going to say 924 months. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a very, that's a very good point. I remember having this conversation when we had our kids. At what point do you stop saying the months? <laughs> and, uh, yes, I think I think once they've reached two, yeah, they're two. Yeah, my little boy, my youngest is. See, I don't even know he's going to be two in January, so that's three months away. So that, hang on, that makes him twenty-one months. Yeah, but we kind of say, oh, he's nearly two. Yeah. we don't do the month thing anymore. <laughs> It's weird, isn't it? I thought
20: it was a bit odd,
26: yes.
3: Thank you for picking that that up, uh, Hazel. Oh, that's quite all right. Are you sure nothing's fallen on your head? Um, Possibly, but I probably can't remember. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Hazel, thank you very much indeed. Course, if you get amnesia when something falls on your head, what's the best, th- what's the best thing to do, Catherine?
15: Um, hit yourself on the head again,
3: exactly. You, you get a, a, either a big safe or a piano to fall, or an anvil, th- or an anvil to fall from a tall building and land on your head. Now, taking us up to uh, to uh, Lee Agnew with the news, and of course, uh, Bill Sheldrake with uh, the travel. We're going to go to Dennis in Dunstable who has a limerick. Dennis, yes, over to you to
14: fall on your head. I won a prize with this one, it was a du Bonnie thing, so they started off. A Dubonny, t- t- a Dubonny tour to-, to Paris, oh dear, I've, got it, I've made, made a cock-up of it now. Uh, yes, and he was hit by some pigeon debris by looking up at the Eiffel Tower. A bachelor foot, loose and free, won a Dubonny tour to Paris as he gazed at the sky full of tower built by Eiffel. He was struck with some pigeon debris, and I got a holiday from that, would you believe?
3: But you told us the punchline,
14: Dennis, before we got there. I know, we I am Don't forget, I'm living back to front at the moment. I'm growing younger, not older.
3: Where did that holiday... All right, Benjamin Button, where did that I, holiday um, take I,
14: you to? In Paris. Really? Four days. Absolutely superb. For so doing that limerick? Yes. Give it to us one more time. A bachelor fought loose and free, won a du bonnet tour de Paris. As he gazed at the sky full of tower built by Eiffel, he was struck by some pigeon debris. It's
3: not a limerick. The Why first line it? doesn't scan properly. A it bachelor, does? foot loose and free. Oh, yes, there does, was a young does. lady from Derby. Talk to me about limerick. You've got the wrong. You've got the wrong beats on it. No. Da 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 A bachelor, foot loose and free. It doesn't work. You're missing yeah. a syllable, Dennis.
4: No, I did. Sorry. You have to take that prize back. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: Not going very fast, M25. Anti clockwise, in fact, it's queuing Junction 20 right up to Junction 16 for the M40. So the rush hour has started. Likewise, London bound M1 as well from Dunstable, uh, from Junction 11. Uh, Dunstable itself looking uh, quite active now along the high streets and the high streets in Houghton Regis as well. We're looking at some slow traffic on the CCTV cameras. Light departures boards looking nice and healthy for your train journey. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you, Bill. We've got our team trying to do limericks now if you can do a limerick about something falling on your head well i'll be a monkey's uncle 455 double five, five double five. coming up well we've got too much to say in this few seconds i'll tell you after the news with lee
5: local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks
4: this is bbc three counties radio
0: Eight o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, elderly people conned in wine scam, unions concerned about Luton's Barnfield Federation and a witness appeal following Letchworth car crash.
5: BBC Three
0: Counties Radio. Police say nearly 200 people have been conned by a Milton Keynes-based company which claimed to sell top-price wine. Many customers handed over their life savings but got nothing in return. Detective Sergeant Duncan Wynne from Thames Valley Police says worldwide wine investments ran as sophisticated scam.
16: Set up a um, scheme whereby the wine was being imported from France on Premier, which means people invested in it before it being bottled. Uh, what it basically meant is people had a long wait before they actually realised their investment. And in that time the money was shipped out of the country um, and the suspects left the office premises.
0: More concerns have been raised about the expansion of the Barnfield Federation in Luton. The finances of the education group, which runs a number of colleges and academies, is being investigated by the government. Dave Mingay from the National Union of Teachers believes Barnfield is privatising state education.
8: It's not about children. It starting to come about the money. And what we, the National Union of Teachers would like was it to be about the children, and we would like... See schools return to democratic local authorities rather than private companies, which effectively what Barnfield is.
0: Hertfordshire police are appealing for witnesses to a crash near Letchworth on Tuesday which left two men in a critical condition. The men, aged 30 and 51, were seriously injured when their silver Ford Focus lost control and collided with a black Volvo on Norton Road just before 8am. England's chief medical officer is calling for a new focus on improving the health of children. Dame Sally Davis says cases of rickets are on the increase and a scheme to give free vitamins to young children should be extended. She says people should ashamed of the worrying state of children's health care.
20: What we've looked at are how many children die in a number of countries and it's absolutely dreadful that in this country five children die every day who if they'd been living in Sweden and looked after there would not have died.
0: A company from Bedford has invented a new phone app to keep taxi passengers safe at night. People can enter the vehicle's registration number, which is then tracked online. Anthony Price from Pacific Data says he came up with the idea because of what happened to someone he knew.
19: A family friend of ours about eight years ago, um, unknown to her, got into an unlicensed vehicle and then was sexually assaulted. So at the time, it was something that affected us all. um, And we kind of thought that there must be a way around to to kind of you know, prevent it from happening again.
0: In sport, Manchester City are lodging an official complaint after one of their players was allegedly a victim of racist abuse by fans last night in their Champions League match. Yaya Toure says he heard monkey chants from the crowd during City's 2-1 win over CSKA Moscow. The weather will be mainly dry today with sunny spells and light winds. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counts
3: Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Three minutes past eight, the 24th of October. Two months till Christmas Eve, one of the best... uh, Is Christmas Eve the best day in the year? Possibly. Possibly is. Well, they let us down yesterday, but the Bedfordshire Education Firm, at the centre of an investigation into financial irregularities... Will be talking to us this morning. We'll be speaking to Stephen Hall from Barnfield. Hundreds of pensioners have been tricked into investing in a bogus wine firm. They've lost £3 million between them. Have you invested in these wine firms and where do you keep your money? And we will be catching up with one of the women who complained about heavy-handed treatment by Hearts Police. She should have heard from Hearts Police by now. Has she? Has she? Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR Send me a text 81333, start your text 3CR or you can give me a call 08459
4: 555
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio
3: MPs in Bedfordshire have told BBC Three Counties they have concerns with the way a chain of academies are operating The Barnfield Federation, which runs academies and free schools in Bedfordshire, is under investigation by two government departments. But now several MPs say that they've raised their worries with the Secretary of State for Education, Michael Gove. Well, Stephen Hall is one of the Barnfield Federation's two interim CEOs. He joins me now. Uh, What do you say about these investigations, Stephen?
12: Uh, Well, thank you. Uh, Good morning, Ian. And uh, let me first thank you for giving me the opportunity to reassure parents that... uh, both the college and academies are continuing to operate as normal, providing high-quality education and training to our local community. Sorry, and your response to the question? And In, in terms of our investigation, we are working with the uh, Skills Funding Agency and the Education Funding Agency, who are in investigating the... Um, uh, uh, with a focus on our learner management and uh, financial uh, systems within the College and Wider Federation. We're working closely with them. Um, we don't expect to have any formal reports uh, from them for four to six weeks, but uh, when we get that report, we will then be reflecting on what, they, what, what their findings are. It's pretty worrying, ever. isn't
3: it, Stephen, having two government uh, departments investigating you. That's not great.
12: Well, I, as as an organisation that operates in the public sector, we um, uh, regularly uh, work through a process of ensuring we offer high quality and value for money services. So, it's as a as a public sector body, we are quite used to having audits and, ins- uh, and inspections. But uh,
3: what are these? What are these investigations? Uh, specifically looking at?
12: As I said earlier on, we are that the, the uh, investigation is looking at the. Um, uh, general focus on uh, learner management and. Financial I don't know procedures. what that means. I don't know what learner management means. Learner management is the way in which we track our learners within the within the college and uh, and, and the way in which uh, we manage uh, and 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 process our, our systems.
3: So, so there, there is potentially a problem with the way you track your learners uh, and process your systems.
12: Well, it, it, from the point of view of the Skills Funding Agency and Education Funding Agency, they. They uh, have a duty to ensure that we are compliant and uh, and are operating at uh, uh, the, at the right level. And, and are you confident?
3: With them. Are you confident that you are compliant and that you will pass this, these investigations with flying colours?
12: Well, as an organisation, we you know, we are a, 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 a reasonably large provider in the local area, and uh, inevitably there are things that we as an organisation will have to learn. I, I, I'm, I, so you're I, not confident you'll I, your past. I, I well, no. I recently joined the organisation as CEO. I've been with the organisation for about four or five years. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm confident that we continue and have, and have provided high-quality education at value for money, do, are there things that we can learn? Ian, the obvious answer is yes, there will be. Um, so, so
3: you're you're not you, you, so you're you're not confident you'll
12: pass these investigations with flying colours. I, I think there will be things we will need to learn. What things do you will, think they might be? We we have yet to see, Ian. I can't comment. But on you that must you they...
3: must have an idea if you if you think there'll be things you need to learn. You must have an idea where you're failing.
12: I, th- I think we're, we will await the findings that uh, come from the, uh, the uh, uh, output from this investigation in four to, four to six weeks' time, in which case we'll then review and reflect on those and, uh, and where we need to as an organisation, we'll uh, adapt and change the organisation to move forward.
3: We understand that the invest- at least one of the investigations is related to operational finances of the College and, and the Federation. Is that the case? I think I just
12: explained that point.
3: You didn't mention the phrase operational finances.
12: Well, uh, we have uh, operational financial procedures that we, that uh, that, the, that the college and the academies operate and As part of that uh, investigation, the uh, uh, SFA and EFA are looking at all of those areas. What, what
3: are operational finances? How in, we, si- in simple terms.
12: In simple terms, how we how we spend our how we spend our. Uh, uh, funding in, so in the, terms to, to provide high-quality okay. education. So if they're investigating at that,
3: the operational finances, how you spend your funding, are, are they concerned that your funding is being spent inappropriately? I,
12: I, I think at the end of the day we, we will we will be able to see in more detail following the uh, publication of any report as to what the, what the exact specification of what their investigation is. I think at this stage we, we know that it's a fairly uh, broad base uh,
3: review. I'll ask you the question, is your spending being spent appropriately?
12: We believe it is, yes. All of it? We believe it is,
3: yes. Do the allegations made about the College and the Federation relate to the current operation?
12: The the, um, allegations that are made against the College are are based uh, uh, over a period of uh, of time and uh, and, uh, cover the last couple of years of operation.
3: Uh, And and so it's safe to assume that you personally are probably being investigated by the Department of Education because you've been there for five years, haven't you?
12: I think think the organisation as a whole is being... um uh, looked at, and I understand that, and that's that's appropriate. Uh, uh, we we are part of the uh, public sector. We have a duty to provide high quality, uh, and uh, quality education within uh, um, the, the the sort of uh, tolerances of, of, of value for money, and uh, uh, and that's and that's quite appropriate. I, th- I think that's the right thing to do. Two government
3: departments, several MPs, questions raised in the House of Commons. Doesn't look great, does it? And there will be people who, who, who are concerned and are curious as to what is actually going on at Barnfield.
12: Well, as I keep saying, we are um, an organisation providing high quality education. We I know, Stephen, so Stephen, put the script
3: down and talk to me like a human being. So I'm sort of reading <laughs> the script. Let's, let's,
12: let's talk no properly. There are parents,
3: here. well, you're, you're, you've learnt it very well then, because there are parents who are genuinely concerned about what's going on, genuinely concerned that their local MPs are raising questions, genuinely concerned that two government departments are investigating you. There is a problem, isn't there?
12: We, as an organisation, have and continue to provide high-quality education. That's what we're about. Now, as part of that process, Ian, we have to ensure that we offer uh, uh, we, that we provide that service within an appropriate framework. And, and, and Stephen, and
3: why can't you talk to me like a human being? Why are you just reciting the script?
12: I'm not reciting a script. I'm telling you the reality, Ian. This but is- you're
3: not. You're, you're, you're not. There will be parents listening to this whose children are affected by this yeah. and they will be getting very frustrated with you reciting the same
9: line.
12: Well, as I said to you, I, I, we are um, the, the, uh, the investigation is, is underway by the Skills Funding Agency and the Education Funding Agency. We will uh, take on board their findings uh, when we are uh, made aware of them. At this stage we don't know what those findings are. Um, uh, all we can assure parents is that our schools and college continue oh. to operate at, at a high level and at a high quality provision and not that all that of the parents not,
3: not all of the parents agree do they uh, Barnfield College there's a sign outside that says outstanding and different outstanding's a very Ofsted word isn't it
12: outstanding is a word that Ofsted do use that is correct but we think that our provision at the college is is uh, uh, someone's a, a, crossed a, a out the
3: nation. word and written satisfactory haven't they so people um, aren't happy. Parents aren't happy.
12: Sorry, I missed the question. Could you repeat that? Yes,
3: of course. Someone has crossed out the word outstanding and written satisfactory. Parents aren't happy.
12: There are, there are um, within the college, uh, uh, areas that we need to improve. I think that's... Uh, there I, th- I think we the college itself has been uh, a long standing provider of education within Luton, and we have plans Helen mayhew and myself as uh, the new interim uh, CEOs to ensure that uh, uh, that uh, educational provision is, is uh, developed and uh, progressed uh, with uh, new, uh, new areas of learning and, mm-hmm. and new styles of learning to meet the needs of our local community.
3: Does the investigation relate to, to, to your time specifically or your predecessor?
12: The investigation, as I said earlier on, is, is, is wide-ranging. It, it, it so it, it covers it, both aspects. Who was it, your predecessor? My predecessor was Sir Peter Bucket.
3: So what was happening then, which may have led to an investigation, but the investigation's happening now Why was that investigation not allowed to happen under Sir Peter Burkett?
12: I, 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 well, I would first of all dispute that, and I, 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 I don't agree with that any, the, An investigation by the, by the um, uh, funding agencies can take place at any point and, uh, But these a, things happened, and happened under, under your,
3: under, uh, when you've been there and whilst Sir, and, uh, Sir Peter Burkett's been there
12: As as an organisation, we regularly come under review and scrutiny, and quite rightly so, because we are taking public funds to provide education and training in the area, and and, uh, that's quite appropriate, and that's something we regularly uh, take part in and, and work closely with the funding agencies associated with that.
3: You're assistant principal of Barnfield College. I was, correct. So you kind of knew what was going on then?
12: For the last three years, I've been uh, working very closely on the academy side of the operation, bringing the new academies into uh, uh, the uh, uh, Barnfield family. And I'm, I'm very proud of the work that we've done there with the setup of Moreland's Free School, uh, which joined us uh, in 2011 and Vale Academy, which joined us last year. With further academies due uh, to join us later this year. Uh,
3: members of teachers unions have used the word bullying. Bullying took place in those
12: schools. I'm not aware of uh, any uh, such allegations. If we we uh, had we had uh, uh, Dave Mingo was on the show today. He used the word bullying. Well, I'm certainly not aware of any such allegations. We are uh, and have been uh, classified by investors in people as a, an, a, a gold. A gold, um, uh, a, a sort of champion at that level, and that's because our staff have regularly fed back to us that what we do is good, um, that what we and the way that we treat and work with our staff is 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 outstanding. So, so I, you, I, I, you, I don't recognise that. As far as you are aware,
3: you can you are you have never heard any reports of members of staff claiming they they were bullied or there was an over enthusiastic management style.
12: I, I think in, in any organisation, Ian, of our, of our size and operation, we will always, within the uh, operation, have challenges that we have to face. Bullying. But as a whole, as an organisation, and it's, and, it's, and it's come out within bullying. our investment in people model, no, I don't recognise that as a, as, a, as a statement that, that defines our organisation.
3: I'm not saying defines, I'm saying that it's, it has it, happened. You do not recognise that bullying has taken place? I said earlier on. I'm just clarifying, because I just want to get you sure. you, you do not recognise, Stephen, that, that members of your staff have been bullied?
12: In, in, a, in an organisation of 1,500 people, Ian, it, is in, it, is, it would be totally uh, impossible for me to say that there have never, ever been occasions... No, but I'm just, that's, that's not what that I'm asking, Stephen. Happen.
3: I'm asking as far as you're aware, you are telling me you have not heard any reports of members of staff being bullied.
12: As I keep repeating to you, within an organisation of, of, of our size, there are inevitably cases where staff feel that they have not been um, supported. So in a, in, a, been in, a way that, in a way that they may have who, wished. Who's bullying those, them? Those those uh, occasions are investigated, and where they are uh, and where they have ever occurred, they are they are dealt okay. with appropriately. So, so who I'm who, not aware of any significant a- aspects of? Of, of of that taking place. Okay, but, but I keep you, repeating that. To
3: well, you. No, you. you're contradicting yourself slightly because it's, you, you're saying that you have heard of accounts of bullying.
12: Who was doing the bullying? I'm sorry, there are there are there are, uh, there are within an organisation of our size always issues. But from these, a human these these were
3: investigated. So these were investigated. So who was yeah. doing the, who was doing the bullying? It must have been someone high up.
12: Uh, There are occasions uh, within the organisation that these things occur. I'm not aware of any occasion at a a higher level where these things have occurred. But uh, as I said, we we have a a very robust HR management system. We we are... What happened to the bullies? What happened to the bullies? In in the I am I, afraid I can't answer specific you questions don't know? On, on 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 those individual items because I'm 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 not what? aware of those details.
3: Okay, so you are the uh, you are the interim CEO, and you don't know what happens to bullies in your organisation.
12: Where we have cases of, of bullying within I- in in this organisation, as within any organisation, we have to investigate those those occasions and deal with those matters appropriately. And how would they be how, how
3: would they be dealt with?
12: In in terms of our processes, they would normally be, uh, if if bullying was was found to occur, and I I, I don't believe that to be the case in our organisation, then um, the individuals would be uh, be covered by some formal process.
3: Is it true that grades were massaged?
12: No, I don't think that's the case. Um, You don't sound very confident. Well, I think that, the, the, as I said earlier on, there are aspects of the investigation that are underway by the Skills Fund. So that's one of the things that's it. being
3: investigated, grades being massaged?
12: The way in which we manage our learners uh, uh, is uh, a, a, uh, an ah. area for concern, and, ah. and that's something which we you are...
3: Didn't make that clear, when you, you didn't make that clear, that, 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 that grades being massaged was one of the things being investigated. Sorry, I, I must, maybe I missed that.
12: Well, that's, that's not uh, an area, specific area that I am able to comment on at this, this point because the investigation is still underway. But
3: you could have, when I asked what was being investigated, you, you could have said that one of the areas of investigation, quite a significant area, people would think, is the area of grades being massaged. But you didn't mention that. Why?
12: We, we, the investigation is broad-ranging and uh, we are working Why with didn't the civil funding agency on that. Why didn't you mention and that? Are you embarrassed by it? At the end of the day, allegations um, have been uh, have been made, and they are being investigated. None of those allegations are at this okay. stage proven. But, but and, so I'm just like the question is, is why
3: why didn't I ask you what was being investigated? It turns out we've just discovered that grades being massaged is is being investigated, and yet you didn't mention that when I asked. Surely that would be one of the the
12: first things you'd have mentioned. Well, at the end of the day, as I said earlier on, the the um, investigation is uh, underway, it's, it's broad-ranging. No, that's not the
3: question, I just wondered why you didn't mention that when I asked what was being investigated, why you didn't mention Gray's being massaged was was,
12: was being investigated, why, why not? Because the investigation is, as I said, broad-ranging. Okay, and you, we are, you didn't we think are it was relevant to that. mention that? And we are waiting for that report to be published... You didn't think it was before, relevant to mention that? ...before we can comment yeah. further on the detailed findings of that investigation. You
3: didn't ask for the details, just asked what was being investigated, and you didn't think that was important enough to, to tell people that was being looked into?
12: I Well, it, it, it is... Um, Part of a scope of, 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 of the investigation, uh, but uh, as at this stage, no, no, um, uh, that there's been no report on this, and no, and uh, no proof that this no, has occurred.
3: But there's an investigation taking place into into the massaging of, yeah. of uh, and you didn't think that was important to mention that.
12: There is an investigation taking place. When we know the details of that investigation, and we will come back and... Uh, OK. I asked that.
3: what was being investigated, and I, I would have thought that would have been one of the first things you mentioned, but obviously you, you didn't think that was uh, important. But, but in the meantime, while these investigations into grave massaging are taking place, you are delivering, as you say, high-quality education.
12: Well, first of all, I don't agree that uh, that grade massaging is at this stage occurring. No, I, I, and I didn't say we that, We haven't Stephen. had that. We, being well, investigated. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, we, we, have, uh, we are waiting that uh, yeah, being um, investigated. Uh, report to come back. Of course. During that time, we are continuing to provide high-quality education to our children and young people and adults within the schools and, yeah. and, and, and academies.
3: So you say, we've got a text here from a listener. Uh, I won't read their name out. Uh, I'm currently a Barnfield apprentice. I've finished my college course but need to be marked on my practical tasks. The man that has marked it for me is near redundancy, but you need someone at college to double-check his work for me to finish the course. The three people that could help at college already have redundancy and have left. I finished my practical tasks three to four months ago. I'm waiting every month for my certificate so I can complete my course and get my promised pay rise from my employer. High-quality education.
12: I I think uh, within uh, individual uh, areas, we may need to... uh, uh, sort of look and, uh, and investigate that in but as a, as, a, as a rule I think we are providing across the uh, piece in, both in the college and the academies very high quality education, we have two of the highest performing academies in Luton as I know you're aware and and they were two of the lowest performing schools uh, five years ago so I think we do have a track record of providing high quality education and, and training and I think that's something we're very proud of.
3: Uh, this is Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Radio, we're talking to Stephen Hall, one of the Barnfield Federation's two interim CEOs, Uh, Luton MPs uh, Gavin Shuker, Kelvin Hopkins, raised a specific allegation. Passed to them on the condition the person remained anonymous, of poor financial management at the college. They also raised concerns about extensive staff reorganisation, large-scale redundancies, and a lack of joint working with the local authority. What's your reaction to that, Stephen?
12: Well, certainly since taking on the role with my colleague Helen Mayhew, we have worked very closely with our local authority colleagues in both Luton and Central Bedfordshire. We have a very good relationship with them. Um, we have a, a, a good relationship with local employers, and that is continuing to, to develop. So I don't uh, see that as being a, 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 a clear picture uh, of, the, of us uh, and the Federation.
3: OK, so you, you disagree with those, those two MPs, with uh, Gavin Shuker and Calvin Hopkins? I do, yes. Uh, You're proud of the way the academies have been handled. What do you think about Nadine Dorris raising in the House of Commons the failure to succeed with the academy at Firmwood and also the school in Dunstable, which they thought was going to be an academy uh, under Barnfield. They bought their school uniforms. They're all set to go. And then Barnfield pulled out.
12: Well, let me first deal with the Fernwood um, position. I was the project lead on that uh, particular project, and no one uh, more so than myself was saddened by the fact we were not able to bring that school into into the fold. Unfortunately, free schools, I'm sure you're aware, Ian, are, uh, are required to show uh, demonstrable demand and that, and that the uh, capital investment needed in them to set them up is, is appropriate. And unfortunately, after more detailed investigation with uh, Department of Education colleagues, they took the view that it was not appropriate to take that school forward. So uh, that, unfortunately, was outside of our control, but I understand the rationale for that. In terms of Brewers Hill, um, again, I think you, you will have seen our published statements on this point. But it has not. You know, we have worked very hard with the Brewers Hill management team, and uh, we have a very good relationship with them. But it was not. We were not able to come to uh, an, uh, an appropriate uh, arrangement for the transfer of land with the local authority, and as such, unfortunately, we were not able to convert the school. We You've have stretched yourself, we haven't have, you? As I think you will know. Refunded all. Uh, That's any, not the point, though, no, Stephen. I
3: think you will know that's not the point, is it, for the parents of those children who thought they were going to be going to to, to, to one place, and it turns out they're not. That school could potentially wither and die, couldn't it, as a result of that?
12: Well, I, I have to say, before long before we became involved, Ian, that school was under threat of closure. So you gave them false um, hope? We worked very hard with the school, and I know we've, we have uh, uh, some very nice letters of support from the um, uh, uh chair of governors and the head teacher at the school thanking us for the support that we gave and how many from the parents we well probably I, not many I, uh, well from the pe- from the head teacher and from the chair of governors they were involved the at the okay. heart of, of 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 what we were doing well and they, the parents they i they would suggest are involved
3: to. even even more uh you've outstretched yourself haven't you the federation has grown to eight academic institutions possibly nine by the end of the year you've overstretched yourself haven't you
12: no, we don't think we have. We think we have uh, the right uh, level of, of uh, management and financial support uh, within our organisation. We have significant reserves, we are financially stable and uh, we look forward to taking uh, our federation forward in the coming year. Can
3: go back, sorry, just uh, one thing I, I forgot uh, about um, Fernwood and uh, Nadine Dorris is obviously is, is very upset. How much were you paid by the uh, Department of Education to, uh, to look into all of that.
12: Um, there is a, a, a set tariff that uh, is published by the Department for Education. So how much um, were you paid? Every 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 free school that is set up in, in this in this model is is, is paid uh, a a sum of about twenty thousand pounds to set the school up. And you didn't right? set the school up. And it. Unfortunately, takes a huge amount of of investment in time and. uh, Did you refund the twenty thousand pounds? Well, we worked with the Department for Education on establishing whether the school was able to be moved forward. Unfortunately, it was not. Did you you refund the twenty thousand pounds? But but, but costs were still incurred to 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 undertake that review with the Department, and that was appropriately recovered from the Department.
3: So it was just twenty thousand pounds you took from them, or did you take more? We took twenty thousand pounds from the Department. You didn't take any other costs. No. And you didn't refund that £20,000? No. Uh, The Federation has been accused by local residents of wanting to sell off uh, playing fields for profit in order to fund your expansion. Is that going to happen again?
12: We do not sell playing fields off for profit. We are a not-for-profit organisation.
3: You wanted to a, sell the playing fields at Barnfield, didn't
12: you? We, we are not a, prof, we are not a profit, not-for-profit organisation. What we have been looking at, and I think quite rightly so, and I think you would challenge me if I didn't, we have been looking at our asset base to see what we need to, how we need to reshape that asset base to ensure that we've got the facilities that we need for the next 10 to 15 years. So you and are looking at selling off playing
3: fields? Basis. You are looking at selling off playing fields? We
12: have looked at a range of options okay, um, Stephen, that we can look at. Okay, Stephen, we're have running we, out of time.
3: Stop. So you, you are, and are you intending to sell off any playing fields?
12: We have no immediate plans at this stage, but we are looking at our asset base, as I, quite, as I clearly said earlier on, Ian, to ensure that we have a, a set of facilities, particularly at the college, that are fit for purpose for the next 10 to 15 years.
3: Any specific playing fields you're looking at selling off, or is it, is it all of them?
12: I keep I keep repeating to you. It is a, it is a range of a- aspects we're looking you at. You
3: keep repeating, we don't keep answering the question. Are you well, looking I, at all I of the... I think I am. We, well, you, well, no, are you, I'll, I'll your, ask the question your listeners,
12: again. Your listeners would expect us to provide, yep. in Luton, a high-quality range of, of facilities would. and, and uh, equipment. Of course they would. We have to look at our resources. Yeah, and I appreciate both, that. Both, both uh, land-based and yep. buildings, to ensure we have the right resources okay. to meet that need. But that that's is what not, we are doing. But that's
3: not what I'm asking. I'll ask again... Um, which playing fields? I know you're doing other, looking at other things. Which playing fields are you looking at selling off? Is it, is it specific ones, or is it all of the ones that y- you own?
12: We are, we, we are, and have been looking at a range of options, including uh, options around the New Bedford Road site, which are in the public domain. Any others? Um, and and those are the primary options that we're looking at at this stage. Any others? Just the the, the Bedford Road. That's, what we, that's in the public domain, and we that's have been looking at that in, in, in combination with a range of other options that we can to improve our facilities in the college to ensure that uh, we have a, a fit-for-purpose building okay. and, and, and facility for the next 10 to 15 years. That was
3: just, just, to, just to hammer this on, maybe I'm being thick this morning, that, that one's in the public domain. Are there any other playing fields you're looking at selling off that aren't in the public domain?
12: We, we have no other plans currently on the stocks Lovely. in terms of changing the base of our, of our wider portfolio. That is correct.
3: So, Stephen, listen, the, when does the, uh, the, the investigation finish? Five
12: to six weeks? We think it's something between four and six weeks. That's Fantastic.
3: C- can we get you on in six weeks' time to go through it?
12: I would be more than happy, Ian.
3: Stephen, I look forward to it. Thank you very much indeed. That's Stephen Hall, one of the Barnfield Federation's two interim CEOs. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties
4: Radio. It's 8.30. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Bill. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: it's all well, so our shower traffic. Really no specific problems to report. The motorway's pretty busy, including the N1 London bound from the Tonnington services. A40 just spotted this on the cameras, though. Long queues. This is heading eastbound uh, from the Denham roundabout up to the Swakelitz roundabout. Quite a busy morning for Lower High Street in Watford as well. Uh, the train's looking absolutely fine. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you, Bill. It's 8.13, News and Sport now. Here's Lee. Thank you
0: Police say nearly 200 people have been scammed by a Milton Keynes-based company which claimed to sell top-price wine from France. Many customers handed over their life savings to worldwide wine investments but got nothing in return. The National Union of Teachers has accused the Barnfield Federation in Luton of putting profit before its pupils. The finances of the education group, which runs a number of colleges and academies, and allegations of grade massaging are being investigated by the government. And Hertfordshire police were appealing for witnesses to a crash near Letchworth on Tuesday morning, which left two men in a critical condition. The men were in a silver Ford Focus, which collided with a black Volvo on Norton Road. The weather will be dry today with sunny spells and light winds. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester City is making an official complaint to UEFA after Yaya Toure was subjected to racist abuse during their Champions League win at CSKA Moscow. The midfielder pointed out what appeared to be monkey chants to the referee during the match. FIFA Vice President Jim Boyce wants to see action taken.
8: The Russian Federation have got to ensure, along with the Russian government, that these incidents are put to bed because it's happening too often. I hope that people in football now, with FIFA and UEFA, saying and stating quite categorically that they will now take serious action. We have to give them the opportunity to do so and then hopefully this will be eradicated from our society.
0: Well, City beat CSK Moscow 2-1 in that match. Meanwhile, at Old Trafford, Manchester United beat Real Sociedad 1-0 to stay top of their group. In rugby, Chris Robshaw has been reinstated as England's captain again for their autumn international series at Twickenham. Robshaw was left out of the Lions squad in Australia and also watched as Tom Wood captain England to win their own series in Argentina. Head coach Stuart Lancaster says that Robshaw made the team on merit, but he must continue trying to prove himself.
3: I mean, he clearly. Is. Is, has been the best number seven in England but we've got other players in his position who are playing well um, and someone like um, Matt Kvezic played really well in Argentina we've got Will Fraser Luke Wallace who are beginning to push hard now you know these lads quite rightly uh, want to play for England and uh Chris has got to earn the right to get in the team as everyone else, so more than happy with his form and uh, um, he's done well.
0: In tennis, Serena Williams has recorded her second victory of the week at the WTA Championships against Agnieszka Radwanska, but the world number two Victoria Azarenka has been beaten by Helena Jankovic. And the Shanghai Golf Masters has started this morning, where world number six Rory McIlroy and fourth-ranked Henrik Stenson head the field. Buckinghamshire's Luke Donald and Wobensian Poulter also take part in the 18 million pound. Series. The BBC Three Counties News and Sport. More at nine o'clock.
5: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
0: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Jonathan Vernon-Smith is uh, riding... The headphones are riding one ear like he's doing uh, recording a charity single or something. Well, only one of them works. Of course. You're looking very, very smart. Let me just describe. You've got um, uh, light slacks on, uh, very crisp, clean white shirt, lovely blue blazer. And a mauve tie. You're wearing a tie. What, what's this all about? A uh, special day today, isn't it?
13: It is a special day. This afternoon I'm, uh, I'm attending the funeral of Mr. Tango Orlando. Uh, for regular listeners to the uh, to the JVS show, you'll know that Mr. Tango Orlando is the cat that sadly passed away. And uh, Fiona... She wanted to have him uh, mounted. I mean, th- I guess the the ordinary language we would say is stuffed. Stuffed, yes. But you don't really stuff an animal; you mount them. Right. Okay. And when Mister Tango passed away, she paid a taxidermist. This is her cat, wasn't it? Yeah, it's very close to hundreds of pounds um, to have Mister Tango mounted. And unfortunately, he took the money and didn't mount Mister Tango Orlando. Well, we've. Finally, after about two years, a long managed to get Mr Tango back. He's currently in Fiona's deep freeze. And this afternoon, Fiona, has she decided yesterday on the programme that enough is enough. It's time so to I say heard, goodbye.
3: I missed it yesterday. I heard her last week when she... He posted Mr Tango Orlando back or so or he just delivered it. He just delivered, yeah. Uh, and she was going to investigate whether she could get him um, mounted... Uh, I I suspected after spending a couple of years in a freezer, it would
13: be unlikely, and that's... I spoke to one of the the country's best taxidermists of pets, and... You know all the people. He looked at the photos of uh, of Mr. Tango, and he said, it doesn't look good. Oh, dear. Um, And he said, you know, my advice would be not to proceed, and Fiona, you know, she's kind of accepted that, and... Good for her. So this afternoon, I'm going with her, and we're going to lay Mr. Tango to rest and uh i believe our intention is to bring you a kind of full overview of the funeral tomorrow on the JVS show
3: and is it am i am i giving away by to, say, saying this that you you've got a very special role today are you are you are you pl- planting going, the spade uh
13: well i'm i'm going to help yeah, i mean right I, I don't want to interfere i no. just want to kind of help well in, in any way i can i have a poem that i'm going to read as well but uh, well, well, good bring, for
3: you. We'll bring you all of that tomorrow. As someone who is uh, has, we, we both have cats. Yes, and if if my velvet, when she passes, she's uh, she's fourteen now. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be devastated. They're members of the family, of course they are. More so, so. than dogs, I think. You reckon? I I've never had so. a dog, so no. I don't know I think more so than dogs. Very special. Mm. Well, well done you for going. And I Thanks look forward to hearing that. Thanks very much, and that's
13: why I look so smart. You look wonderful. What's coming up on the show? Coming up on today's uh, big phone-in at nine, I'm asking, is it time we gave children free vitamins every day? Ooh. The government's chief medical officer, Professor Dame Sally Davies, has said that all children under four... ...should get free vitamins. 40% of English children don't get the vitamins they need, and GPs are reporting a reintroduction of rickets across the country. Wow. Uh, Child health statistics suggest the UK has fallen behind many other European countries. In fact, we now have one of the worst child mortality rates in Europe. Gosh. Well is the reality that most parents find it simply too hard and time consuming to cook fresh, nutritious meals every single day, and it 's quite sensible actually in a in a time where everybody is so busy to give children tablets to replace the vitamins they 're missing out on from nine this morning. I want your views on this. Is it time we gave children free vitamins every day oh eight four five nine four double five five double five giving free vitamins out is, is, is not about I disagree with your point though it 's hard to cook. But five minutes to boil some veg. Yeah, but what about all the uh, the children that won't eat? I mean, there are loads of children, aren't there, who sit there and they just refuse to eat no. veg. No, no, because they're not starting. They're introducing the veg too late. They
3: should start from as soon as they can start eating eating solids. You give you give them veg. Well, so there's no excuse for it. I don't then? think there is an excuse. Really? I don't think there is an excuse. No, no, no I, th- I think you, you, if you start if you
13: educate them early enough, kids can eat anything. Oh, well, from nine, we'll uh, see what everyone else thinks. Do you think it's time we gave children free vitamins every day or do you agree with Ian that it's it's a dreadful idea? I didn't quite say it was a dreadful <laughs> pretty much. I didn't say that bad at all. parents. Yeah. Oh
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: We did a story recently that had... We, we did it. Jonathan picked it up and ran with it. it. had some incredible audio that we're going to play in a second. Incredible story. Three women uh, and a baby in a car pulled over by Hertfordshire police. Well, the women made a formal complaint about the way they were treated. Sonia Muneri was a passenger in the car with her two, ha- two aunts and her four-month-old cousin when they were stopped by police in the early hours of last Thursday on the A10 in Cheshunt. Um, The family claim they have no idea why they were stopped, and when one of them refused to get out of the car, police smashed a window and arrested her. Now, they should have been informed by the police by now about what's going on. Before we speak to Sonia, you can hear what happened when Sonia recorded some of the incident. The woman you're about to hear speaking is Sonia's aunt.
20: Explanation as to why I've been stopped is because I'm driving a car and I'm black. You've told me that cars get stolen. If I'd yes. been white, you'd never that's have stopped me. me. And that's a fact. Whether you want to accept it or not. How do you know you're black? You no, saw me. No, I actually no, saw no. you get into How that the hell roundabout. Could we see you? You, I saw you get into that roundabout. And, and you what? What? did see me. Open the door right now. No, I am not window. going to. I'm feeling threatened by you. I hope you do. I want to talk to somebody else who's reasonable. No, go away. No, I don't want to talk, talk to these me. two. Talk to me. Can they go away, please? Not,
11: no, they're not going anywhere.
20: No, they must stand far away. Oh, no. I do not but wish to speak to oh, this. What out. is she bringing that but button, button out because for? You're
11: no. refusing to admit
20: Listen, I would like All to right? speak to somebody else. Right. These two have been very I've not right. I'm not happy with these right. two. And I'm not I'm right. I'm a right. lawful citizen. I've not broken any laws. I am driving here. I told her my name already, and I've spelt it. This is going to
24: smash your window
20: very quickly,
22: and it's
11: at your expense. Do you understand? Why would you smash
20: my window for? Because you're going up the door. Why is do to But when you're
22: holding all these buttons and you things you like that, and like I'm saying to you, I feel very threatened. You're a woman with a child. Why I'm a you woman break with a child, a and you're
20: threatening you me. You're you're right, get oh. out the car now. Get out the car now. Oh, that went.
11: Get out the car as well. Come on. Let's get out. No, I'm coming out. Please no, right don't now.
20: do that. No, no, no. Right no, no. Now. I can't. Right now. I'm going
11: to sit close. get out. Don't get out out of the car. Oh. now! Oh, don't
26: my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my so God. You, do you don't have
20: to do that. Look at the mess you've made.
11: Right, Can you jump out of the car and stay on the bike? No, no, no. I haven't done anything. So you did. Your friends and idiots know
7: that,
3: no. don't you? You could have been driving away right now. Well, that uh, happened a while ago. Sonia joins one on the line now. Good morning, Sonia. Good
22: morning.
3: So you should have heard uh, by the pol- from the police by now. Have you heard anything?
22: Um, basically, they just they sent us a letter saying that the matter has been referred to the IPCC and that the police standards division is dealing with the matter. But we don't really. No, we don't really have a real answer as to how they're going to handle the situation.
3: So, does it give you uh, any length of time as to when that all will, will, will take place?
22: No. We, we, we don't really know, kind of, um, it seems like it's going to take quite a while for the situation to be handled.
3: But it would, it would seem that their own internal investigation has decided that they, they should hand it up to the IPCC, so that, that yeah. m- must give you some feeling that you're being listened
22: to, at least. Yeah, it does, it does give us some reassurance.
3: Do you uh, d- trust the IPCC will, will, will look into this fairly?
22: Um, Yeah, definitely. I do believe that. Okay, I I, I pray. I hope it does. (laughs) Okay, so
3: how how are you feeling now, Song? You you feeling a bit better about the whole situation?
22: Um, Yeah, I'm feeling a bit better, but hearing that audio kind of brought it all back. Mm. Um, So it's. Um, I'm kind of trying
3: to just get on with everything. So. Well, Sonia, listen, uh, would you mind if we stayed in touch with you and, and uh, got updates on this? Because this this story, re- I don't know if you listened to the station, that it, it kind of ran throughout the day yes, when we had you yes. on. People were, were, were very divided uh, and yeah. um, it got people talking. So we, we'd love to you know, pick this up as it goes along, if that's OK. Yeah,
22: that's fine. Sonia, thank
3: right. you very much for getting back. Speak to you soon. You.
4: Bye-bye. There we go.
5: FM, beds, AM, and
14: online
4: this and digital radio.
5: Three three
4: BBC radio. Three Counties Radio.
26: Two
3: uh, You can have two little stings there for the price of one. I don't mind. I'm not shy. I don't worry about those kind of things. Shall we have a quick look at some of the other front pages of the newspapers. We didn't do them all. Hope you like babies. I hope you like babies. The Guardian. Oh, they got a small picture of the baby. Uh, oh, and Hayley Cropper is uh, is uh, is being killed off, I think. That's a, that's a shame. I like to... Uh, Merkel's call to Obama. Are you bugging my phone? Germany sees credible evidence. The furoi, the furoi, over the scale of American mass surveillance revealed by Edward Snowden shifted to a new level last night when Angela Merkel, Angela Merkel, the German Chancellor called Barack Obama, Barack Obama, to demand explanations over reports that the US National Security Agency was monitoring her mobile phone. Why don't we just all accept that we're being monitored and bugged? Hey, listen, Angela Merkel, if they're bugging me, you can rest assured they're bugging you. You're the German Chancellor, for goodness sakes. Of course they want to know what you're up to. You hold the purse strings to Europe. I bet Obama, is that his name? Yes. I bet he's got, he's, you're a window on his laptop. He just clicks a button and he can tune straight into Merkel FM. Uh, Always interesting. Ministers approved reduction in checks on free schools. Oh, that's what Michael Gove looks like. I was thinking of someone else. Um, let's have a look at the Daily Express. There's a picture of a baby. And the worst storm for 26 years. Hang on, didn't we have that the other week? Met Office experts issue extreme weather warning. Britain is braced for a repeat of the devastating Great Storm of 1987. When's it happening? When's it happening? When's it happening? I want to stand outside and experience it. The Daily Mail, 15 pages of glorious pictures in our royal christening souvenir. Oh. Listen, well, well done to them and all of that. Great, great work. But really?
8: yea, Prince George, christened
3: they. Yeah, that, that sums up the excitement felt throughout the, the country. Uh, and the sun, Georges oh, Prince is good as gold on big day. Gorgeous Prince George had and he's a good-looking baby. Gorgeous Prince George had the nation cooing over him as he was christened yesterday. The nation was cooing? Really? ah, I don't know what that hand movement is, Catherine It's not cooing, it's something else The three-month-old future king stayed on his best behaviour for only his second public outing When's he going to start opening hospital wards? When's he going to start going out on his own? Kids are growing older much faster these days I reckon by the time he's he's six months he'll be out there shaking hands Yeah, earning his keep, exactly Last 15 minutes of the show, give us a call about anything you want, to be honest, it's, you know, it, I, I've run out of steam, but I, I need you to keep me going. 08 455 555. BBC Three
4: Counties Radio. Here's the travel now with Bill. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio
10: got some news in for Stephen H an accident it's partially blocking the A602 on the eastbound section it's just by the A1M junction 8 it's on the eastern side of the roundabout it's a car and a lorry so could take a while for that to get back to normal Helen thank you for your for your update as well other than that of course it's Thursday morning rush hour in place certainly for the motorways M25 anti-clockwise you're not going very fast really from Kings Langley at 20 right up to junction 16 uh, late and buttered as well let's give you a mention uh, looking uh, heavy on my CCTV Cameras for Leicester Roads uh, by the Hotcliffe Street roundabout. about dustable, a busy morning, of course, for the High Street North on the southbound section. Trains are looking absolutely fine. Bill Sheldrake, BBC, Three Counties Radio. Thank
3: you, Bill. Lots of you, um, in regards to the Barnfield interview we, we did about 15 minutes ago, lots of you saying, Well, hang on a second, Ian, you've missed a trick here. Why didn't you get Sir Peter Burkitt on, the gentleman who was in charge in the past? Trust me, we've tried. We were told he was too busy today. He has a day full of meetings. I wonder if he's got a day full of meetings tomorrow or on Monday, or on Tuesday. We can keep asking, can't we? Of course we can. Right, it's 8.47 exactly. It's Thursday, the 24th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Barnfield Federation in Luton has been defending its educational record. The organisation, which runs colleges and academies, has been accused of poor financial management and grade massaging. The police say elderly people were conned out of their life savings by a company based in Milton Keynes, which pretended to sell expensive wine from France. Coming up, Justin Dealey said, All right, geese, tell what, girls, get me some coughs, save me some time, what I'll do, give a bit the only show, wallop! We'll find out what that means after the weather with Elizabeth.
6: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
4: BBC Three Counties
6: Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. Well, it's a chillier start to the morning today. Temperatures at the moment sort of hovering around six, seven degrees really at the moment, Um, and we do still have some mist and fog patches as well, so something to be aware of. But otherwise, it's a bright start. Uh, lots of sunshine developing. It's going to be a pretty nice day with lighter winds than uh, than yesterday, and it will stay dry as well. So a little bit of a treat. Some very settled weather around today. Top temperatures up to sixteen degrees, sixty-one in Fahrenheit. Now, overnight tonight, it's all change again. It will be dry for. Most most of the night, but into tomorrow morning we'll start to see the, uh, the cloud increase and the wind pick up as well and it is going to turn wet and windy of course into tomorrow morning's rush hour some heavy persistent rain at times but a mild night to come, temperatures down to between 9 and 11 degrees so very wet and windy to start the day tomorrow that system clearing to leave us with some showers in the afternoon but also plenty of bright spells, still quite mild temperatures up to 16 degrees also over the course of the weekend there will be some wet and windy spells, looking particularly windy on Sunday. By the time we get to Monday, we might just have uh, quite an intense storm, actually, so I'm just going to advise you to keep an eye on the forecast and uh, do check the BBC Weather website out as well. We'll, um, We'll keep you updated on any warnings that are issued. That's the forecast.
3: Thank you, Elizabeth.
13: Every consumer problem has an unhappy customer.
19: They've actually deleted the main account instead of attaching my one to it. We ordered it and when we got home we checked the measurements and it just will not fit.
8: A company. We've asked the council, but now they come up with a new excuse, it's not them, it's down to the eye And he said, well I'm sorry, that's your policy. Oh well maybe next time you'll learn to open the box.
13: And me getting to the bottom of
12: it all. And they confirmed that they would return my excess and that my no claims bonus would not
5: be affected. The JVS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Weekdays from 9, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Oh eight four five nine 555 double, five, double, five is the telephone number. If you'd like to give us a call in the last ten minutes of the show. And, and can I just say, we have had lots of people getting in touch with us about various things, particularly the Barnfield story. If you are connected in any way or have any concerns or have worked for Barnfield, we've heard various uh, rumours uh, this morning, do send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Um, Yes, I've mentioned that about Sir Peter Yes, I've Oh, they didn't call us back we approached... Um, Catherine, you come on and say this, because okay. I'm not quite sure what this is. Go on, what's this? Well, it?
15: Um, a number of people have said, why aren't we talking to Sabita Burkett? It's not through lack of trying, we can assure you, and we will continue to try. Um, we were assured by his new workplace that he w- we would get a call back. We waited. We didn't get a call back, so we decided to call again. Yep. We were then forwarded to his PA, who um, told us that he was in back-to-back meetings. And we sort of put it to them that there was a lot of serious allegations here, and we wanted to give him the right to reply. All she would say was, "He is in back-to-back meetings. We're hoping you won't be in back-to-back no. meetings forever.
3: No, OK. We'll keep, we will keep seeing that. Thank you very much, Catherine. And if you have, uh, you know, any knowledge in that and you'd like to contact me anonymously, then do send me an email, ian.lee, iai at bbc.co.uk. And it'll be nice to have a little chat. And also, if you want to get in touch about anything that we've talked about or anything you think we should be talking about, we've had some cracking stories the last couple of weeks that have come from you Forget these Muppets like Justin Dealey, who don't have a clue what they're up to. Forget those those sausages. Well, you are my reporters now, dear listener. Send me your emails, ian.lee, bbc.co.uk. Morning, boss. Ah, didn't know you were there. Mm -hmm. I thought you were on Fader 1, turns out you're on Fader 3.
17: Unlucky. I'm your best friend.
3: Oh, don't say that. My life's going all right. What are you here for, Justin? I've got no idea what you want to talk well, about. Well, I'm
17: outraged this morning again, in the first hour of the programme today, you mouthing off about the Rolling Stones, and Ooh, the rubbish. Rolling Stones have only had three decent songs. Yes,
3: I tell you what they are?
24: Go on. And... yeah. Uh, and yeah, <laughs>
3: when will your love come home? <laughs> but that's one. That's, that's yeah, love. cracking track, yeah. It's a really good song. Um, stop me up, stop, stop me up, and stop, stop me up, up. nervous. It's a good one. Yep, take that, yep. You can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you're just not fat. <laughs> just not fat, you're going to get what you need.
17: Three. You're naming those three. 19th Nervous Breakdown. What about I Can't Get No Satisfaction? What about Jumping Jack Flash? Rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. What about Fall to Cry? Oh, for goodness... Daddy, I'm a fool to cry. Mixed emotions. Oh, you're just, you're joking, aren't you? No, of course I'm not joking. You are having a laugh. I thought you had good taste in music. Got what got is your problem? The,
3: the Rolling Stones are lucky. They are lucky. <laughs> That's <laughs> all there is to it.
17: Can I just put this out right now? If you disagree w- with what this buffoon is saying, can you phone in right now? Oh, eight four five nine 455 double 555. Double so, Ian, what I've done this morning... By
3: the way, the phones uh, w- will not light up.
17: They will. They they Okay, go on. Okay, 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 trust. (laughs) Well, I've been asking people this morning if they love the Stones and what their favourite Stones track is. Now, sadly, Ian, I'm furious about this because you have been proved right, actually. Uh, Here's what happened:
8: Don't like
17: them. I don't like the Rolling Stones. How can you not like the Rolling Stones? I do not like them. Do they make you sick? Yep. Do they disgust you? Yep. Do they outrage you? Yep. Thank you? Yep.
6: Gotta be blank.
17: Got me blank. When did that come out?
6: No, no. I'm blank. I'm blank now. I don't know. I can't remember which one. Oh, you're not doing like blankety blank. Blankety blank. We're talking no, TV no, no, shows. No, 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 no. You're not telling me blankety blank. Al Green. Al Green. Al Green I don't. Oh, don't we're like, talking don't the Rolling Green. Stones, I don't, I don't, not Al I Green. I don't. I don't,
14: I don't want the Rolling
17: Stones. No, sorry. Could just I'm trying to do a survey, so please leave me low. All right. I, I'm doing my own survey. Good. If you do my survey, I'll do yours. No. What's your favorite Rolling Stones song, though? I don't like any of them. Hey, Maddyk, good morning. What's your favourite Rolling Stones track, sir? Yes, good. Rolling Stones. Do you like them? Yes. Where are you from? Polish. Are they big in Poland? (laughs) Yes, yes. Everyone loves those big rubbery lips in Poland. Uh, I don't know. Just say yes. Yes, yes. I found somebody with some taste here. You like the Rolling Stones,
13: don't you? Yeah, I do, yeah.
17: Fantastic band.
13: Yes, they are. Good band of
1: the 60s.
17: What's your favourite Stones track? I can't remember what it is. It is. It's something I saw in a film in Vietnam. Um, oh, not... Gimme shelter! It could have been that one. Yeah. I, if it, I heard it, I'd know what it was, yeah. You must have good taste in music. What's your favourite Rolling Stones song? Satisfaction. Have they made more than three decent records? Definitely. Ian Lee says they've only made three decent songs. Should that man be fired? <laughs> Definitely. Somebody's wearing a Rolling Stones t-shirt. Madam, can I talk to you for a second? I'm uh, from me and Leisha. I'm We're talking. Just... I don't understand. But you've got a Rolling Stones t shirt on. Eh, not Mandy, you look glamorous this morning. I presume that you've got great taste in music. The Rolling Stones, they are amazing, aren't they?
22: I don't like them, to be perfectly honest. Never had done, to be honest.
17: Can I take back my comments about you looking glamorous? now?
22: <laughs> you certainly can. Shut <laughs> up.
17: Jumping Jack Flesh. It's a guess, guess, guess. You love the Stones, don't you? Rubbish. <laughs>
11: No, no, got no time for them. I beg your pardon? No time. They're legends. I couldn't care less, am I?
3: You see, Justin, most people agree with me. And can I just say, the phones have
17: not lit up. With people defending the Stones. Oh, come on. There's got to be somebody listening right now. In fact, there's got to be thousands of people listening right well, now not, not who as are as going as as to phone a- the programme and say, do you know what? The Rolling Stones made, yeah. made more than three decent records. I don't know where you're getting this from. Not I really many, don't. Not
3: as many as they were three months ago. Dave's in Hemel. Dave. Do Good you morning. It- how are you? Yeah, you, you hate the Stones, don't you? Uh,
11: no, no. I think they're fantastic. Why? Um, a little story. Oh. Uh, when I was 18. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I'm. Um, yes, I'm listening. Uh, when I was 18, uh, we used to go on a Wednesday night. We used to go to the trade union hall in Watford, and that was before they was big. And they made an announcement the week before that the Rolling Stones would be here next week, and they just blew everybody away. Wow, well, said. that was that was the early days, you know, and, um, before they got silly. Well, a little. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah but they, they got made, silly, didn't they? It's it's very hard to pick a track out, which was the best, though. Because they're also bland. Because they made so many good... Bland ones. So, so many good bland ones. Yeah.
17: Ian, listen to your audience.
3: Listen right. to them. All right, let's go. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. Let's go to Pete in Wolverton. Morning, Peter. Uh, good morning, Ian. Overrated, aren't they? You've overstepped the mark this morning, brother. Oh, oh,
8: why? What's (laughs) happened? The Rolling Stones are the greatest, and the track that uh, one can equate to and look at to be the best ever is Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, Oh, well said. That is my least favourite. It sums up what the world's going through today in song. It Thank sums up
3: what the world's going through today in a tuneless dirge.
8: No, I, I can't agree with you. And probably half the world's population can't agree with you either. Mm-hmm.
3: Hear, hear. Peter, uh, you, you say I've crossed a line. Does this mean you're going to stop listening to BBC Three Counties Radio, or my what, show at least? Good grief now, man. Oh. <laughs> I, need, I need to go further, Do I to lose you. <laughs> Peter, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much indeed. Carol's on the line. Carol, please back me up on this. The Stones are rubbish.
2: Oh, no, they are not. My nephew, who now lives in America, travels to America, Paris, comes home to Watch the Stones. How and when Hollywood fell out of the tree, he had, he, he'd already got tickets to go to San Francisco, and right. they went to see The Who instead.
3: See, no, it, it, it. there's a band. The Who, I bet The Who blew them off stage, no, didn't they? he said The Who were rubbish. No, your son is a Muppet.
2: No, no, he said they were rubbish. He said, Carol, your son is a Muppet. It's my nephew. And he said Mick Jagger, from the time he comes on the stage, he said he
20: keeps on going. He said he is fantastic and he never gets fed up with him.
3: Oh, Carol.
17: Brilliant, brilliant
3: stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Carol, your nephew is deluded. (laughs) Uh, Justin, listen, we have got 20 seconds. Big up your show on Saturday. What's happening? Um, Can I just say, first of all...
4: The A1 Barnett
10: Bypass blocks northbound uh, just before Stirling Corner. It means you're down to just one very narrow lane just before Stirling Corner. Uh, long, uh, long queues now all the way back from Ellesmere Avenue. And also Stevenage, you've got the A602 partially blocked eastbound by a lorry and a car. Really slow things down right now on the eastern side of the roundabout. Apart from that, uh, long queues still for the A40. This is heading at London bound. It's uh, between the Denham roundabout and the roundabouts. roundabout. Late and Butters having a busy morning on Leicester they're still looking heavy on the CCTV cameras at the Hopkins Street roundabout. Trains looking absolutely fine. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you, Bill. Justin, that was cruel of me. Go yeah, on. You, do, was... you do do a show on Saturday. What, what's happening this week?
17: Yeah, 9 till 12, uh, UK and American charts from this weekend back in 1972. And Joe Brown picks his favourite oh, musical memories. Joe Brown is mm. back home. Wasn't he, isn't he a nice bloke? He is a nice bloke and an absolute legend. Excellent
3: stuff. Justin, thank you very much indeed. Thank you for being a good sport. Thank you to everyone who took part in the show today ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Rush out and download the podcast. JVS is up next. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, from me, ta-ta.
5: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
13: Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's
26: Thursday. And on today's big phone-in, is it time we gave children...